Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. Reachable at 1-800-243-7625 or on Twitter there. Fantone can be found at Fantone, F-A-N-T-O-N-E, and I am at Stansberry Show. Should know how to spell my name now? Been put in front of you for a while now. Yeah, you've got it tattooed on you, right? Well... Yeah, you know what? Never mind. Not going to start the show on a weird, awkward note. We're just going to do well because, uh, well, do Browns are working their way towards my prediction. Oh and okay. seven. Okay. Oh and seven. No, 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 no. I'm just kind of saying. Feels like forever that I'm waiting for baseball to happen. Oh yeah, there's no doubt. Right? There's so much uh, anxiety going into this. There's so much nerves going into this. It feels like it was forever ago they won this, which is kind of a good thing. And uh, I've heard that Carlos Carrasco uh, and Trevor Bauer should be back up to full yeah. power, ready to go. Problem is, is another Indian might not be. We're going to get into that next on the Stansberry Show. But like, uh, there might not be a. Uh, we might be down another one. And a couple of uh, season ticket holders aren't going to be allowed to go to the game. We're going to get to uh, that here in a minute, but. Over the weekend, I went to the Haunted Schoolhouse and Laboratory. Yeah, you did. How was that? It was awesome. And uh, we took some listeners with us. Okay. And uh, when I got there and I saw who it was, you won't believe who this was. Okay. As we just discussed them on the program last week. Okay. So I show up and I walk into uh, the Schoolhouse and Laboratory there and they're all sitting there just waiting uh, you know, patiently. I was like, oh, look at that. Everybody's nice. on time. Everybody's ready to go. And it happened to be, Phantom, that couple that we talked about last week on the program, who we had met out at Kia of Alliance, where the woman had oh. said to, where the woman had said to me, Hey Stansberry, oh. you broke up my marriage. No way. Yes. Wow. Happened to be that couple. So for those of you that don't remember that story, a woman had come to an event to uh, you know, for, for for some WWE stuff. And she had told me the story about how she was listening to us one morning, and we were talking about how if you're not happy in your relationship, you either eat, you need to seek help for that and you know work together as a couple or just bail. Right. If, if you decide you want to bail, then just bail. It's better than being miserable. Right. You know what I mean? Just get out of it. And so apparently we had convinced this woman to leave her then-husband. And now she hooked up with some other guy now, and they're totally happy. So it was like her, him, uh, you know, and uh, you know, a few of their friends, and one of their friends had brought their kid. And that was kind of fun. Because I'll be honest with you. I'm not, you know, again, I'm just not huge into the Halloween thing. I understand. It's not like I hate it or anything. It's just I wasn't allowed to do it as a kid, so I don't really have, like, the love of it that a lot of you have, right? But taking a a, a child through one of those things is kind of cool. Like, to see, the like, the wonderment on their face and, like, the fear and, like, them running and not wanting to go first and, like, that whole thing versus me, 40 years old, curmudgeon, sees it for what it is, just stop trying to scare me right it's just high schoolers in costumes i don't even know why we're paying money for this this is stupid so yeah so like taking a kid through it it was like like i got a perspective of that that i don't normally get um i guess how old was this kid was it like Uh, i'm gonna say fifth grade maybe okay so so. i'm guessing dude i'm bad at that like i can't look at a like a little human and go 10 i can't do that over 10 though i mean over that over that age point okay yeah because i was just gonna say there's probably a line of like dude what what, at what point should you be taking your kids to haunted houses and stuff like that i mean just infants put them in the backpack and run them through (laughs) yeah absolutely it's like taking them to the movie theater yeah so that was so that was an interesting uh, so that you know that was an interesting thing to do on Friday right. and then on Saturday night, dude, I went up to Akron and uh, there was like local MMA fighting going. On. Okay. And I wish I could remember like the league name and like the gym's names and stuff, but like I, I can't. I think with local MMA, it's probably better. It was probably just you know it's probably better to be anonymous there. But uh, there was a huge gym out of Maslin that had like seven guys fight. There you go. And they were all like pretty good. But I saw a guy out of Wisconsin. 
He was like, there wasn't that many guys from out of town, but like there was a couple of guys from Pennsylvania and like one guy from Jersey, and then this kid from Wisconsin who was just mammoth, huge. I mean, big. And he gets in the ring and he was fighting this guy named Jawbreaker Jones, and Jawbreaker Jones got hit. And you just watched the lights go out in a human being's face. And he just fell. And his like family was sitting in front of me, like his daughters and, oh. and stuff. And they're just sitting there with their hands over their face. And it, all of a sudden, it became so human, that sport. It became like, oh, my God, there's a whole... Dude, not everybody's Conor McGregor. Like, right. you don't care if one of those dudes on a, on a pay-per-view gets like his lights shut out. You Com- don't care. Completely different situation. Completely different scenario. You just spent $60 on it, and you're like, yeah, he better That's be knocked awesome. out. He better be. That's awesome. Yeah, no, exactly. And a local MMA fight. I've been to a couple of those, too. And uh, very often, it'll be like, oh, my God, look at these two fat, out-of-shape idiots trying to pretend like they're mixed martial artists. But it, for them, somebody to get knocked out, for somebody to take it, and dude, sitting behind that guy's family my buddy my buddy Seth his stepson was fighting and so that's the reason why we went his first MMA fight ever his kid named Drew 48 seconds wins and again he's fighting with that gym out of mass I wish I could remember the name of that gym that dude there that place out of mass and putting like seven eight tough kids in the in the octagon the other night was awesome I love MMA dude Love it. So I'm all in so like when you know when he asked me he's like you want to go it's only 25 bucks I was like absolutely I want to go to that I love that stuff, man. Just so, but like I said, when I watched that guy get knocked out and his daughters were sitting right there, I was like, oh man, it humanized it on a level that I don't normally see it at. Scary though. Speaking of local MMA, did you see UFC 207? Code Garbrandt going to be taking on Dominic Cruz. All right, now see, I heard rumors of that. That is true. That's that's totally going on. As according to social media this weekend, I don't. I think it's true. I mean, okay, I that's awesome. I haven't. Uh, I haven't checked my MMA sources, but I, 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 it's what I saw this weekend. I follow a couple of UFC reporters, and they're starting to talk about him more and more. They're the, dude. That kid might be the real deal. Out of New Philly. Yeah, he might be the real deal. That's awesome. That's awesome. Out of Eurexville, actually. Yeah. Out of Eurexville. Yeah, that's what I've heard. It's even smaller, dude. Whatever it takes to get out of Eurexville, right? Just start punching, dude. Pop that pill in Eurexville. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Daytime. Speaking of which, that's New Tour Tuesday stuff there. Tomorrow, 9 a.m. If you're in a band, some of your stuff stands right at WRQK.com, included bio and all that. I have an update on that. We'll get into that a little later. Okay. We have an update on the Indians as well. Okay. And like I said, a couple of uh, World Series uh, ticket holders not able to go. And I'll give you that story next on the Stansbury. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com at 8 o'clock. We'll get uh, an update about what's going on in Berea or what's not going on out there. Look ahead at the Tribe game on Tuesday with Scott as well. And... Ask him about the Cavaliers starting this Tuesday. Tristan and Chloe there. A lot of things happening in Northeast Ohio sports right now. A lot going on. And with, you know, the championship rings and with the World Series kicking off, I, I really do, I, I want to hear Scott's opinion. 0-7's really, really, really bad. And I know, like, no, you have to give him five years. But I don't know if Jimmy Haslam necessarily buys into the Stansberry mentality. And 0-7's really bad. How far can he push it before that seat warms up? I, I will admit. That yeah, I, I think ownership may not be able to see that plan right here. I've heard all right, a rumor that I've heard from sports guys who do like sports shows, like is that the theory in the NFL is is that you gotta get a win before four. That if you go 0-4, that's where you've lost it. Now we're about to double that. And so that is I, I'm I'm a little worried. 
first half of the season? Like, I know, and I mean, listen, I know you've called 0 20 on the Browns this I year. Have. And, 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 but that's not necessarily going to make people who pay them millions of dollars feel any more comfortable no. about their, uh, about no. their investment. They here. don't care about me being right about that prediction. They don't care at all. They're, those dudes don't even know my name. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, they don't care about my prediction at all. It's, if the Indians weren't going to the World Series on Tuesday and the Cavs weren't about to get championship rings, I'm telling you, dude, like they would, the Browns would be getting lit up. Yeah, yeah, in the media no right now, they are getting a total kiss right now from the two other teams, I, which had people a little worried about this. Apparently, Kipnis got a little bit of a low ankle sprain uh, while celebrating. Got a little too close to Lindor. Brandon Nagle says he's going to be fine, going to play in the game. He says, you, you can't keep me out of this game. But how how Northeast Ohio is that? Where, where it's like, you're already a little thin. The team's already a little thin. Doing well, though. Winning. And I still say, I, dude, they're going to beat the Cubs. That's in my opinion. I feel like they're going to beat the Cubs. But Kipnis almost gets hurt while celebrating. That That is so us, it's not even funny. Um... I guess, you know, this plays back into, I made this point, I think, a week ago or two weeks ago when the Indians um, made it to the American League, you know, championship series, where these celebrations afterwards, I'm just surprised they're not a little bit more regulated. And I get it, dude. You guys are high in the moment. You're feeling great about a victory. You're going to the World Series, something you've dreamt about your entire life. I mean, as a baseball player, since you've been five years old, since you've been six years old, since you first played T-ball, this has been something where in your backyard, you've been like, you know, hitting Kipnis, right. home run in the world. World Series, and that's awesome. Um, but these guys have to, you know, it goes back to the Trevor Bauer thing where you have to have a little bit of foresight of like, dude, should we be popping bottles? Should we be jumping up and down? Should we be tackling each other? Speaking like of the popping bottles, because I'm with you. On, I, I, I'm with you on this. I'm also surprised that there hasn't been a little bit of a crackdown about how much alcohol related this stuff is. Where you got party at Napoli's, where the guys like where he knows it's like, all right, dude, the guy's gonna chug Budweiser in in the clubhouse i don't care at all i don't care at all i think it's awesome right but given all the should we really be doing that that happens in every aspect of life and and the athlete constantly under the my kid looks up to you filter and this is how they celebrate this is how they win i'm surprised nobody does that i don't care at all i think it's awesome i think the visual is awesome i think the champagne's awesome i think chugging the beer is awesome but i'm 40 i don't have a wife i don't have kids i live alone and i'm dude it's, you know what i mean that's what i would do and i'll always go back to um josh hamilton you know he was on the rangers for, for yeah. forever and yeah. was a notorious drunk and a notorious alcoholic and, and they and, had to and, get like sparkling cider and stuff right, right for him right well it's just has, not an alcoholic on the indians roster it just has to be so frustrating as a, as a person dealing with sobriety as a person who's who's trying to right. like keep that demon in the closet and it's like yeah dude we're just sporting all over each other the greatest celebration of all time dump out alcohol out austin 316 says i just kicked your Ass. We don't For care. Sure. But yeah, right? Like, there's a little bit of that. Like, you can't tell me what the percentage of people who are addicts of some level that on the Indians roster, coaching staff, or just even like clubhouse staff, that there's not somebody that's just like, Jesus, the thing that can ruin my entire life is just flying around this locker room right if now. If my wife smells this on me, it's over. It's, it's over. over. I can tell her that we won the World Series or champagne everywhere. She's not going to care. Dude, if that photo of me gets to family services, I'll never see my kid again, right? Like, there's a little bit of that. Like, I'm surprised because everybody's always looking for controversy and everything. 
And I know what people are going to say. They'll, well, you know, they advertise alcohol. It's right out there in center field. And it's, it's every commercial. Right. But there's hypocrisy in everything in life. It's interesting. Um, as a uh, as a tribe fan, as a uh, longtime supporter of the Indians and a longtime supporter of Cleveland sports as a whole, um, it's been very clear, you know, that everybody in the national media is picking the Cubs. Are you frustrated by that? Because no. I, I see it all the time right now on social media. Can't believe it. No. Can't believe it. ESPN's hating on Cleveland. And no. I'm like, of course of, they of are. Of course they are, because they're never going to give up their end of this. Like, we're never going to give up our end of it. And I absolutely love that everybody thinks the Cubs going to win. I love that. I think a lot of what Paul Hoynes wrote in that newspaper actually built that chip that's on the Indian shoulder, and they're that team. They're that team that they they like feeling like the underdog. They like proving you wrong. They have something to prove. They're they're scrappy. You can't count them out, and I love that. I think that's that's what, what, what the national uh, theory should be. That's blue collar. That's that's a hard work and steel town mentality. I love the way the Indians play, and I love the fact that nobody thinks that they're going to win. I love the fact that I was the lone person out there months and months and months ago telling you they were going and going to win the World Series. I love that. So, no, I'm, I'm all for it. I want ESPN to continue to do their part, what they always do, which is count Cleveland out. Count the Indians out. Do it. I love it. Really does feel like a season of destiny, one way or the other, right. for both of these teams to be facing the longest droughts in in championship series. Is, is, it is, it's amazing. I think people got to understand where I come from too. Win or lose the series, I view this as a massively successful Indian season. I'm not like championship or you're a bum kind of dude. That's not who I am. The Indians are pretty damn good. And again, we started this conversation out by talking about how the, the fact that they're even this good shadows the fact of how bad the Browns are. And if you it, like, that's why I can't like, dude, if the Indians lose the World Series, can't hate on them, can't hate on them. Can you imagine if the Browns were going to the Super Bowl? Oh this my week? God! Like if it was coming up, you know what I'm saying? Right. If we're sitting, if we're sitting two days away from We'd have the Super week Bowl off. Sunday. <laughs> so we'll talk to Scott, winningfornextyear.com. 8 o'clock about all of that. Did you hear about this? The Indians are, uh, are revoking some uh, World Series tickets. I've, I've heard some murmurings. What's the details that's uh, going on with apparently it? Apparently what had happened is that the Indians say that like a dozen or so Indian season ticket holders violated their ticket policy after they had sold like Division Series and ALCS mm-hmm. Series tickets for mm-hmm. profit. And that violates your, uh, your ticket policy. And these people are saying that they didn't sell them. And that nobody had ever told them that that's part of it, but I'm sure it's in the fine print of yeah. something. The Indians, dude, if they're revoking it, it's because they know that they can. Yeah. It's because they know that they can. Nobody told me, but you signed that you had read this contract, and therefore... I get that this probably makes sense on some level, and there's probably something that I don't think about it, but it feels very Grinchish from the Indians to me. It feels very much like that to me. I, I think, dude, if you buy season tickets and you want to sell them to your friends because you can't go, or because you're going to be out of town or whatever, I don't understand that. I guess there's a way that you're supposed to be able to do this, and they didn't follow you know, the ABCs of it, but it feels very vindictive by the Indians organization to me. Obviously, with the dollar amounts being driven through the roof like they are right now, I think I saw the cheapest standing room only at eight seventy five at this point. So that's, dude, that's obscene. I mean, that is. You're going to spend three hours in that game. You're going to be standing the entire time, and you're going to spend $900 on, 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 the, on, the, on the right or the ability to come into the ballpark. It's going to be so smashed in there. Yeah. 
It's obscene. It's obscene. Um, but I don't know if I necessarily have a problem with it at all. Like, dude, I bought something. If I want to be able to sell it for more money than it's worth, I don't understand. Like, isn't that the American dream? Like, isn't that what we do? That's like, what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand this. I, I, I Are you okay with brokers? Are you okay with, like, ticket prices? I, like, I, saw, I saw people bitching about the brokers. Right? I'm like, oh my God, I guess, you know, an average citizen doesn't have a shot to get tickets. It's the way it's been forever. That's the way that's been. I mean, there's always been these people and these apps and stuff. I, I, do they drive up prices? Yes. But they also give you access to things that you, that you, you weren't going to have access to. Yes, they drive up prices, but somebody, and by somebody, I mean an entire progressive field's worth of people are willing to pay those prices. Right. That's who's driving it up. It's not the service. It's the desire for the ticket. I saw somebody on Fox 8 this morning, and they were like, oh, you know, it just goes against like the American ideal of it's the American pastime, and you can take your kid out to the ball game. First of all, the NFL is the American pastime now. You can take your kid out to the ball game and buy him hot dog. And I'm like, dude, you could have done that all season long and you didn't they and were you begging you to go. and you didn't right they were, they were giving dollar dogs away six times a week the parking's on ten dollars down there tickets are cheap as hell and you didn't go so don't bitch about not being able to get into the world series like i just i guess i'm a more realistic person because i i expect like major events to for that to be hard to get into like I, I was so shocked when I was like, well, "Did you idiots really think World Series tickets were going to be super easy to come by?" Well, they've got the they've got the deal where you come in, you pay fifteen bucks, you get a free beer. That still goes Dude, to the for World the, Series, right? Not for the World Series, no, no, that doesn't count. You can't go get bleacher tickets for seven dollars. I lo- no. I love how the same people who were telling me, "Oh, this is going to get monumental TV ratings," were shocked they couldn't buy tickets to it. What? <laughs> you can't have it both ways. We'll talk to Scott from Winning for Next Year.com. 8 o'clock about all that. Also, 7.30, one of your favorite 90s bands coming back. I'm not allowed to tell you until 7.30. It's okay. one of those major concert okay. announcements. But we'll tell you who that is. 7.30 also gets you tickets into that show. And we'll be right back with more Sandsbury Show. Hang on. Talk 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 7.45, we'll make you 29% more desirable to women. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Want to pick up chicks? We'll show you how. Not that we know, but like somebody has uh, has come up with the system that makes you just about 30% more desirable to women. That's good numbers right there. 30%, you know? Dude, if you can increase your chances by 30% to meet a woman, that's that's good. Yeah, that's good stuff there. 745 will do that. 730, give you a concert announcement and then send you to that show. I can let you know this. It will be at the Hard Rock Rock scene. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Concert announcements. I know you always like to do those. Hey, hold the presses. We just got some breaking news. Just, you know, it's one of those things that's kind of silly. It's like, don't mention it till 7.30. And you know me. It's like, well, the schedule's been online for six months. I don't understand the, the secrecy, but there's, you know, there's reasons. So 7.30, we'll do that. Guess who's coming back to town? Hey, look at that. Fantone on his game this morning. Clint I like Parker. it. Making an appearance early. I like it. Get another voice on the station. I knew it. I, I like knew, it, too. I knew it. I knew it. Why? <laughs> He's in the car. Dude, like, you know what I mean? Like, don't do that. All right. See, because here's what kills me, is that you poke him in the side like that on the air, and then the meeting happens, and then who's he mad at, though? He's mad at me. Yeah, yeah. I Sometimes I think you two bastards are in it together, teaming up on it. Sometimes I'm glad my name's not on the door. Sometimes it's like, you know what? This yeah, I miss so that. Bad. It's not so bad over Honestly, here. I miss that. They're, you're right. There's freedom in that. Yeah. Buddy, I'm going to send everybody, and including you, to WRQK.com. Okay. All right? Because there's a guy in Charlotte. Who took a, a video, posted it to YouTube, we got it up for you, WRQK.com, and he claims this is proof 
of UFOs and that a UFO is flying above a hotel in Charlotte. Now, you're really good at looking at stuff and going, no, that's this. And so I want to see if you can okay. disprove what this happens to be. Okay. At the very least, I'm sure somebody out there can. I, I, don't, I, I haven't watched this video yet, and I'm already skeptical. I'm not going to lie. I know you are. And that's why I posted it. UFO. Now, I'm not, I'm not all in the camp of, yes, it is. That's a UFO for sure. I'm not in that camp. But I, uh, I, but the video is a little like, it, it, I'll say this. There's enough of, what the hell is that? Okay. There's enough of that to where I couldn't immediately look at it and go, well, that's what this is. Maybe you can. So, you know, throughout the program, maybe we'll get the Fantone update on the UFOs. He Check doesn't get out. You don't believe in space travel. And- no, not in any traditional sense like that. It's going to take an infinite power su- supply to get, you know, from deep space travel. Maybe like from here to Mars we could do. Maybe in our own solar system. But once you start getting out into like the uh, the vast, you know, emptiness of space. Not it's happening. Gonna, it's no, tough to nobody's do. got the Millennium Falcon. It's gonna nobody's got it. Do. It's going to be tough. To All do. right. You know, dude, look, here's the thing. Like I said, I'm not full in, you know. That's definitely a UFO, but it was not easily explainable to me. Okay. You can see the video, WRQK.com. Okay. There's a school in Connecticut, Fantone, the latest one, to uh, decide, you know what, no Halloween. No celebrations this year, and they're, uh, they're saying it's the safety and the exclusion of students uh, on why. Um, of course it's in Connecticut, those liberals, those Democrats just sitting up there taking everything fun away from you kids. <laughs> now, the principal of Lily B. Haynes Elementary School announced the policy change in a letter sent out to parents this last week. That letter was given to ABC News, and it says here, students will no longer be able to wear Halloween costumes to school. They canceled the Halloween parade as well, choosing instead to hold classroom celebrations that will be fall-themed, not Halloween. You can't be shocked. No. Right? I mean, this is kind of what's happening now, where we're... For the lack of a better term, we're, you know what, I will use a better term. We're washing everything to make it as bland as humanly possible. Because spice creates, I don't like that flavor. A little bit of heartburn. So you can't, right. That's upsetting my stomach. I can't have that. So everything is becoming, in fact, milk toast. And as a kid who, as a man, I should say, who was raised by going primarily to private schools until I was in the eighth grade, we there was not a lot of Halloween celebrating in the Christian school. Right. Right. So I didn't have that. But now when I went to the private school and there or I, I'm sorry, the public school rather in eighth grade, there was totally Halloween celebrations. And even my father being a minister, he didn't think, you know what? Well, my kid doesn't want to. I don't want my kid taking part in that. So I'm going to change the entire system to fit my kid. And this is what I always say. My parents would have never dreamed in a million years that you could do that. Now, I'm not saying that it's wrong that you can. Maybe it is. I don't, maybe it's right that it is. I don't know. And I mean, I don't know if this is necessarily just one individual because you have to look at this as there's going to be people on the far right like your family was and like, hey, this is not uh, appropriate in the sense of it's worshiping Satan. It's worshiping the devil. It's, right. it's, it's, it's giving you know credit to those evil things in life. And then there's also going to be people on the extreme left who are like, oh, no, it's all... It's it's all offensive and it's all racist and it's all sexist and it's all these different things. So you've got two different extremes there on, on different sides, both kind of agreeing that like Halloween shouldn't be in school. Now, if we were talking about Jesus, of course, you right. know, the far right's going to be like, no, more Jesus is what we need. Um, but, you know, I, I think there's a I, listen, I'm not going to say a majority or anything like that, but there's probably a decent amount of, of, of families who are like, no, you know what? We don't want this in, in our school. And and. 
And Uh-oh. shouldn't the kids be in class? Shouldn't the kids be getting taught things? Okay, no, I because I, there, there's part of me that agrees with you, but then is there not a theory on the other side that says, you know what, a little bit of break of this because they only have so much attention span that that a little bit of break here and there is probably good. I, I don't know. Again, I'm not raising children. I don't know what breaking up, like, the, you know, the study time versus play, like, you know, I don't know. All I know is that in Japan, dude, those kids are kicking our asses in every single... Just being and, 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 dude, and they're just sitting there doing their math homework. There's, okay. no, there's no monster mash in the Japan schools. There's no anything like that going on. Should we... So is it time just to yank all this stuff out? All of it? Um, you know what I mean? Like, I, like, because I'll, I'll tell you the one that, I, that I've always thought was a little weird was Valentine's Day in, like, fifth grade. Like, bringing romance into fourth grade classrooms has always right. felt like a little strange to me. Sexual harassment suit just waiting to happen, right? It, you know what I mean? Be my girlfriend. And, like, that's, a, I don't know, it just feels very strange to be sanctioned, like, like as a thing by the school. Um, so that one. Yeah. But I, I, this is that season, Halloween. But, like, I'll tell you where Halloween gets tricky is that you're leaving this up to people's discretion, the costumes. And. One family will think, well, there's no issue with that, while another family will see a huge issue with like costume choices. And so they're looking to limit the liability on their insurance. I'm being sued. I can't believe you allowed my student to go to class with that person wearing that costume. That's offensive to my cult. Right? I mean, that's what we're that's what we're dealing with here. And not that that's bad. Look, you I mean, you know, offending people's culture is, you know, well offensive, they say. I'm, I read stuff like this and it just makes me happy I don't have to deal with this. Though. Yeah, I'm not going to lie about that one. I'm glad I don't have kids because I'm sure this is an issue for some families. But, like, you still have trick-or-treating. You still get to go celebrate things on your own. School I, should I, be maybe separate. I, I think that was kind of the plan originally, right? They took God out of schools, man. Yeah, well, they did that in the Constitution. They wanted separation, homie. They wanted different sides doing different things. I know what people listening are thinking. Oh my God, I'm just so happy I went to school in a time where we could have this stuff. And that's, you know, it's a valid point of view too. But I'll tell you, as a kid who went to private or, you know, public school, like I said, in the eighth grade, I, I was looking around, I was like, this is just weird because I just didn't do it. Now, I understand now, looking back on it, my family was actually the weirdos. Yeah, yeah, you guys definitely were. I get it. But again, like my parents would have never dreamed in a million years. Like again, I, I always say this: they viewed these these kinds of things as like educational moments, as like ways to have like real conversations with me, and and tell me, look, like the world's not. Uh, my dad was big into that. Daniel, the world's not going to bend for you. He, my dad was constantly reminding me that I wasn't special enough to have the world bent around me, and it does kind of annoy me that that's not more the mentality this country takes anymore. It does. I find that to be a little annoying. Just wait. We're like a week away. We're like a week away from. Oh my God! That store's gonna sell things on Thanksgiving. Oh, they yeah. hate America. Oh, yeah. They're chopping the heads off of bald eagles in Home Depot. We're like a week and a half away from that. Oh, so fun! This is the greatest holidays, dude. This is the. Right. Three months out of the year we look forward to. Right. Remember when the holidays was like eggnog and John Hughes movies and everybody Great. just liked one another? You got the second base on the couch. Dude, it was awesome, right? Now it's just a big pain in the penis. 7.30. Concert announcement. We'll send you to that show. Also, 7.45 will make you 30% more desirable to women on the Stands Ratio. We'll be right back. Hang on. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stands Ratio. Coming up at 8 o'clock, we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. 
Get his take on the tribe. The Browns at 0-7. Oof. Obviously, some interesting Cavs news as we have some here. I saw this over social media this last weekend, and people were losing their minds about it, but it turns out might not be a whole lot of truth to it. There were reports out there that Tristan Thompson had uh, asked Khloe Kardashian to be his better half, officially, to get married, and uh, the reports are false, I'm hearing now. According to uh, Scene Magazine, they're saying, you know what, both sides are denying it, not true, which doesn't mean it's not true. Right. You know what I mean? A lot of times with celebrity, you'll see them deny stuff and then, you know, go forward with it. And, it, you know, what I want to say doesn't necessarily mean that it is true because they're denying it. Celebrities are going to make terrible decisions like that, but it doesn't mean Tristan Thompson did. The dude's banging a Kardashian. I think we all just need to lay off the guy. It, uh, it would feel fast for an engagement, even on celebrity standard. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times, you know, celebrities will team up pretty fast and they get engaged and all that. This even this would feel fast even for those and even for a Kardashian. I'm with you. I think there's, you know, a little bit of, you know, I mean, the guy's a multimillionaire. Yep. He, he's, uh, you know, he's a stud basketball player. Yep. And do you, you want to knock the bottom out of hot chicks and, you know, other celebrity people? I totally get it. Okay. I will admit that there's a little worry for me, though, as, you know, you know, it, it's the old adage, man. Nothing takes a guy's focus off more than like, do guys don't ever make bad decisions over things any more than money or women. Those are the things that where guys are always making dumb calls. Like if, if you throw money into it or you throw vagina into it, guys just kind of get dumb. Well, let's not act like, you know, uh, professional basketball players, whether it's a Kardashian or otherwise, aren't well accustomed to having sex with a lot of women. You know what I mean? So like this isn't this isn't Tristan's first run into doesn't the rodeo. Mean that, yeah, but it doesn't mean that you, that you are guaranteed to avoid all the pitfalls of them. And there are such things as to- now I don't know Khloe Kardashian to be a toxic person. I don't. Okay, I seems like other people feel like she may be, and that's the thing is people want to act like, oh, it's Kardashian, it's all over, it's over, it's done. I, I don't but know if it's necessarily that case. There's going to be a difference between her and Kim, and I, I don't even whatever the other one's name is, right? <laughs> right? And so there's probably going to be a difference. But now what people are going to say is, well, you know, Lamar, but Lamar Odom had issues, like he had substance abuse issues. Like Khloe Kardashian didn't create substance abuse issues for Lamar hey, Odom. Lamar, do you want to try smoking crack? Hey, now, do, do you want to try this? I've got some. Crack. We could smoke it together. Again, being in the wrong relationship, can that be a trigger for your issues? Sure. But I don't necessarily know. I don't know if that's... I can't say definitively that's Khloe Kardashian's fault. I just feel like until Tristan Thompson messes up, what are we all Benefit jumping up doubt. on? What are we jumping up and down on this guy for? Why? I mean, and, and, you know, he's already he's already proven himself as a, a, a very important piece of the Cavaliers puzzle. He's already proven himself to be a professional in that sense. He's already showed us that he's capable of having a huge amount of money given to him. And he's able, you know, never heard about the guy getting in a DUI, never heard about him shooting up a strip club still delivered in the like finals that. still has delivered on every aspect has been playing it hasn't missed a game in forever so like i don't understand why we don't give this guy the benefit of the doubt when it comes to uh, having sex with a celebrity like i okay that's true all honestly right. all things considered he's handled everything pretty well and he hasn't shown you signs of this kind of stuff that other guys have. It's not like Draymond Green where, you, where there's there's D-picks everywhere. Dude, his, and, you know. dude, Draymond Green's offseason, horrible. Punch that kid at Michigan State, D-picks online. Just, I mean, dude, just awful. Hey, the Warriors are playing a preseason game, and he's back to his, his his he takes a shot and he kicks his foot up trying to, trying to blast people in the nards. Right. Um, and you avoid all these things with Tristan Thompson. The guy has been a professional since we drafted him and has lived up to expectations of the number four draft pick. I, I, I don't get it. Leave the guy alone, man. 
man. Let him like tear into it, Tristan. Just when you like when he got paid last year, when he got that huge contract. Oh, dude, we can have Verzhao. He does good too. Shut up. He's dude. He's well worth the money. He hasn't caused any issue whatsoever. If he wants to have sex with Chloe or Kim or or, or whichever one he's having sex with, good for him. Is a little bit of this hate because he, because he's sleeping with Chloe Kardashian? Of course it is. Of course it's haters. That's all it is, dude. That's all, all it is. is. There's all nothing, is. nothing else to this. Until, until we have evidence of otherwise, and not even murmurings of otherwise. Nobody's heard about him. I mean, at least you can point to Shump right now and be, oh, dude, he got a DUI in the offseason. Yeah. No, nobody's caring about him. Nobody's like, oh, my gosh, Shump's banging that Tiana Taylor chick. And, oh, dude, she's bad news for him. She's bad news. Nobody's saying that because it's not a Kardashian. If this was any other, if this was any other Instagram hoe or any other, you If know, you were perceived to be being made famous because you're dating the guy, not because, because let's be honest, Chloe Kardashian way more, way more famous. She doesn't need him. She's probably honestly Chloe Kardashian is probably more famous than every Cavalier except for LeBron James. Probably. I mean, right? When, when you get down Any to two it, of them together, I would imagine. Um, and there's plenty of times where athletes are making way more money than the women that they're dating. And oh yeah, vast majority of situations. If, if, if that might not be true here, if you're a pro athlete and you're banging it out a porn star or you're banging out some Instagram model or you're banging it like there's all you know very very infrequent does that happen? But you got Tom Brady and Giselle. Giselle makes more money than Tom Brady. And you got Tristan Thompson and Chloe Kardashian. And I don't know like, how much money she makes, but I bet it rivals what he hit, what he had, what his contract has, if not more. It's pro- it probably is more. I have no idea how those girls make money or what they're making on or how much they have. Or I'm just told that they're worth a lot more money than me and that they're better than I am. That's just that's all E cares about. As yeah. long as I look at them and I'm jealous and I don't have their life and I'm pissed about it, E wins. I can't believe my <laughs> stupid wife is watching that show. Right. Oh, Tristan Thompson's banging one of those. Oh, I hate them now. It's over for the Cavs. I'm just going to watch the I'm Browns just, you instead. Know, maybe I'm looking to throw a little bit of my own issues on Tristan Thompson with this thing because like, I've been very honest about the fact that I am in a performance-based you know, profession, much like he is, very different, but it's still performance-based. And I've had toxic women or women who were perceived to be toxic or even just strong vaginal women who have knocked me off the game. And so there was a little bit of me that was like, well, dude, people are saying this. and I can see it. I lived through it. I could, I could maybe see how this happens. But I think it's saying pretty bad things about Chloe before we know it. And honestly, you're right. Tristan Thompson, given his decision making, you got to go with dude. previous history is the only indicator for future action. And Tristan Thompson's previous history speaks to him being able to handle things that happen. You're right about that. I never even stopped to think. I never stopped to do that, to think about the decisions he's made along the way. Guy's done good. And he's done all right. He's done all right. Did you see they took the LeBron banner down downtown? Yeah, and they put up the new one. Yeah, they put up the Kyrie shot now. He says, yeah, I'll take your shot. That's the, what I'm looking at right now. Is that not accurate? Yeah, no. It's a, it's a new LeBron banner that they put back up with the Larry O'Brien trophy. In oh, it. somebody sent me the wrong photo then. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Because Ricky just sent me this. He's like, do you see this? This is downtown right now, and it's it's the photo of Kyrie. Is it the one? Is it the, it's, I mean, you're talking about the one on the Sherwin-Williams building? Yeah. I mean, they, Fox 8 has a... Oh, there's a, this is the new one. There's the new one right now. The okay. Larry, Larry O'Brien trophies right. All there. right, maybe maybe that Kyrie's maybe maybe he had his building wrong. Maybe, maybe they put that Kyrie up. Well, that's else. certainly not outside the realm of possibilities that they put another Cavaliers. So championship right banners up. up now. 
That's that's so awesome. Like we were saying to, to start the show out this morning. I mean, the fact that the Cavs and the Indians are doing what they're doing right now is overshadowing what's happening out of Berea is amazing. Did you see that the Cavaliers have decided to move the ring ceremony up an hour so that people won't have to miss the beginning of the World Series tomorrow? Is that right? Yeah, and that just makes sense, dude. It's a it's a it's a it's, that'd be a tough decision to make. Of like, well, am I going to watch the opening pitches of the World Series or am I going to watch the guaranteed ceremony of a championship, a championship that's already been delivered? I know what your answer is. Your answer is you watch the Cavs ceremony, right? I, I, what I would do is I would watch the Cavs ceremony, and then by the time tip-off happens, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm going to watch the Cavs game, but like, I'm going to be more focused on the World Series because we're in championship sports versus a, a you know opening game. an opening game. I mean, this is regular season that we're getting down to, and at the end of the day, I'll be able to watch plenty of regular season basketball in games. In a week, you're going to watch every basketball game there is. January, February, I'll be sitting there at night watching those games, and, and I won't be able to watch the World Series, so no, I have to put priority on the World Series over that. For yeah, sure. I would have picked World Series, but I like the Cavs move there. That's classy. And they have to do it. I mean, you know, it, it's really a tip of the hat to the amount of support that they get out of Northeast Ohio. Obviously, those two franchises um, being so close to each other really do better with the other one doing better. When can you consider, you know, the queues right there and progressive right. fields right there, and it's already going to be an S show of people and traffic. And I, dude, I can only begin to imagine how many, how full those bars are going to be and stuff like that. Oh my god. So to avoid a little bit of the headache, to avoid a little bit of the um, uh, the complaints that you know you're going to get if they both start at 8 o'clock, oh, dude, why, why do I have to pick? I can't believe it. You know, I'm just going to watch the Browns instead. <laughs> I'm, just gonna, I'm going to turn on the Browns highlights from yesterday, from Sunday. There were no highlights. No, there were no highlights. There were no highlights. Scott, I, I did. I, he's going to feel so defeated when we go to him about the Browns at 8 o'clock this morning. If you don't know, we talked to Scott from waitingfornextyear.com every Monday at 8. He's going to be so defeated when we talk to him about Berea. And I know he's going to be sitting there thinking, like, dude, there are two other sports. We could could fill this segment with just these two. Why do we need the third? Well, it's because it is football season and 0-7. And And I've always, like I said earlier in the program, I've heard the theory from other people who have said 0-4 is like the mark. Where they feel like you've lost the locker room at 0-4. Well, and, and we're think, 0 and seven. You have to think these guys are all young players. That's all you ever hear about the Browns. Is, oh, they're young. They're young. They're young. They're young. And these guys are all coming from uh, good franchises in college f- football. These guys right. are all used to winning. These guys are all accustomed to being the best of the best on the field. And when you can't get first downs, when you can't stop the run, I mean, dude, I think uh, the when Bengals, you can't keep a quarterback upright. I, I mean, the Bengals, I think uh, 600 yards or something like that of just like and it's, they're just 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 you yank the headset off. Just demolishing the Browns, it, it it has to be a very frustrating position to be in. It has to be very disheartening. You took the headset off. Wouldn't even call the plays. I don't think that was a good look. Joe Thomas was out there defending him, saying, ah, you know, we know it's not him giving up. It's him being frustrated and him trying to prove a point to us. But the problem is, is that Joe Thomas can be guilty of false humility sometimes. And oh, yeah. he said that about every, every oh, yeah. coach and every organization and all, all along the way that I can't believe that to be true. And so I don't know. I feel like that was a little bit of a bad look on Hugh Jackson. And I've been very supportive. I think Hugh's the guy. I still do. But I thought that that was a bad look. Um, uh, I've been hearing, hearing some murmurings. Joe, Tom, or, uh, Joe Thomas for Trade. a uh, second, second rounder is what they're looking for. Man. No use holding on to him. It's a second round pick only, though? Dude, you, you've it's six quarterbacks. We've done nothing to protect those guys, whether Joe Thomas or Matt Fantone is standing at left tackle right there, bro. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. I mean, you Kevin Hogan out there. Who ran for over 100 yards? Browns are awful. <laughs> but they don't deserve the sacks, though. 
Remember that? Remember when people were pissed we were playing the yakety sax for them? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They Remember that? Pissed. They're not worth that. They're not that bad. got to give them a shot. Well, we've given seven shots at this point, and it's not looking so good. The ring ceremony televised? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fox Sports Ohio, I'm sure, will have it going on. Interesting. That's tomorrow night. Huge night in Northeast Ohio tomorrow, man. Huge. You have any desire to go out there? Are you going to go? Oh, no. I don't have any desire to go out there. I have desire to be on the comfort of my couch and enjoying it there. Um, I may go. Huge weekend or huge night on Tuesday. Uh, but this weekend will be the first time ever the Cavaliers, the Indians, and the Browns all play within the same weekend within Cleveland. First time ever? First time ever. First time ever. Yeah, I think, dude, the Indians haven't been in the series since, you know, uh, well, the Indians and the Cavs have never been, you know, in the same series. Yeah. The, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. Is the world ending? <laughs> Is that what's it? Dude, we got UFOs above hotels in Charlotte. That's online for EWRK.com. I'm skeptical of that, by the way. So did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. All right. All right, we'll hold that in. All right. We'll get into that in a little while. Also, 18 scumbags. You know what? That's not right. 18 criminals in Canton are getting what's coming to them. We'll give you that story next on Rock 106. Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Just a few minutes away from making a pretty big concert announcement for you. That show will be at the Hard Rock Roxino. And we'll pass out some tickets to it here in just a few minutes. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need for those and to take part on the program. We opened the show up earlier this morning talking about a video that's available uh, for you at WRQK.com. It's also now just been tweeted out by me at Stansberry Show is how you find me on Twitter. And Fantone is suspicious. You do not believe in deep space travel. You don't no. believe in UFOs. No. You do not believe in alien visitors. You no. don't buy into any of this stuff. And there's a guy in uh, in Charlotte. And I don't know if he's a resident of Charlotte or if he was just visiting, but above a hotel there, he had taken a video, and it's a little long. It's about six and a half minutes long, of strange light activity above this hotel. And the pattern seems to be very strange. I don't know. I, I I immediately could not say this is what it is. Now I don't. I'm not full blown in the UFO camp. But you're a non uh, you're a non believer. And uh, so, so did you view this? Did you take a look at this yet? Yeah, I checked it out. All right. What do you think? Um, I, I always like how people are like, well, I can't figure it out. Therefore, aliens is the only answer possible. <laughs> Very okay. well, very well. Could be a weather balloon. Could be a group of balloons with LED lights on them, or something like that. I mean, pretty high. I mean, you know, balloons get up there. <laughs> okay, I agree with you. that people are quick to go to the alien route when it's they can't explain aliens. something. Okay, but the reverse of that side of the reverse of that argument is true for somebody like you who is like, well, I don't believe in it. You would need an infinite power source. You need all these things. Yeah. And I would say that the people who do believe would think that the way they travel and the way they come back and forth would be beyond our comprehension. 
would be beyond what we understand right now as ways to travel, right? I mean, couldn't you not make the room for the fact that that maybe that in order for this to happen, it would have to be something that you don't know about? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, in order for there to be an alien like ship on the planet, yeah, it would definitely have to be something that I don't understand or know about right now. That doesn't make it so, though. I think there's, you know, um, when you hear horses trampling, you don't go to zebras automatically, and that's kind of what people do. Is like, oh well, dude, if I, it's got to be, it's got to be aliens, aliens. Is the only thing could possibly be, um, yeah, yeah. But until there's proof of that, until there's some sort of evidence of that, I'm going to be very skeptical of any claim of, well, dude, it's aliens. <laughs> aliens is what it is. I don't know, man. Like I said, I'm not full-blown in the UFO camp, but when I see stuff like that, I don't know what to make of it. It could be weather balloons. You're right. Mm-hmm. It could be, but my my thing is, is that wouldn't we know that already? Like, wouldn't people in Charlotte have come out and said, well, no, this is what this is. We know where those are. We know that those were put there. And it it would be right above a hotel. It seems strange. The location seems strange to me. I, I, I think we're also discrediting the concept of, well, maybe Somebody out there thought it would be funny to like scam everybody and like, hey, dude, I'll do this. It'll be hilarious. We're gonna put the, we're gonna put these balloons all Fair. together, and 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 dude, people are gonna be so dumb. They're gonna watch this video and not do any further research, and they're just gonna be like, you know what? Maybe it is. It, you know what? Actually, it is. It is. Okay, I'm alien. Fair. That's all fair. Nah, I don't buy it. You know, so what would it take? So, all right, let me ask you this question: Do you leave the door open for this at all? Um, do, do not I leave, this particular instance. Do you, do you leave the door open for aliens visiting Earth at all? I leave the door open for ghosts being real, but until there's proof of that, until there's some sort of evidence, some sort of science ghosts are behind different it, than aliens. Um, uh, sure. I, I I I leave room for Bigfoot being real. I, I in the spectrum of like, well, could it happen? Could this be the case? Could it? Yes. In in that in that big in that big picture of like, well, dude, anything's possible. You don't understand everything. You don't you know. So uh, yetis, yes. Aliens, no. No. Aliens and yetis, no. But do I leave the door open for it? Do I leave, like, if eventually it comes to be that, hey, vampires are real, Fantone, and they've been living at night in in the same world that you have, you just never knew it. I guess it could happen, but until I see some evidence of it, I'm not going to put too much much stock into it. Federal government hiding proof of alien existence from the the American people, yes or no? Unless it's in those Hillary emails, because if if it's not there... (laughs) We would have found out about it by now. That's the only way. (laughs) That's very funny. Thank you, sir. Dude, can you hear? Both of us are very, very sick this morning. Yeah, it's, I not, a healthy, honestly, it's not a healthy room. No, this it's morning. not a healthy room at all, dude. You were actually diagnosed, right? Bronchitis, yeah. a couple other things. Uh, double ear infection and bronchitis Jeez. that I'm dealing with right now, dude. dude warrior, Fantonis. Yesterday was awful, man. I just got like a pound of gravel in my chest right now. I feel like I've been smoking Marlboro Reds for the past 20 <laughs> years of my life. And I, dude, it is. It was just awful. Like so much to the point where it's like when you, when when you're like, no, you know what? I'm not gonna smoke weed. You know it's bad. Like it's like, oh, dude, I'm the worst right now. When when it's a waste because your head already feels like crap anyway and you can't even tell if you got high or not. Yeah, you're right. That's, I've got that. You're sick then for sure. I've got that fever <laughs> feeling all over me, and they even told me they're like, "Dude, don't go to work." They're like, "You need to." They're like, "Probably you need to take at least two or three days off." And I'm like, "I'm not going to do that." No, I mean, I'm not. I mean, it's just no. Not, you can't. It's, it's not a viable option. Yeah, it, most jobs you can be like, "Yeah, whatever, I'll do it," but this is not one of those jobs. Especially so. we're like two weeks away from that being a thing too. Like it's a, you know what I mean. It's like we're in the middle of a ratings period. It's a kind of like a no, no, you do that now. If you're, dude, if you're so sick. 
then yes. Well, if you're dying. But the, exactly. But see, that's just it. And that's what I wanted to say. Dude, thanks for being like that, though. It's because, dude, I've seen other shows where people just abandon one another so quick. Well, yeah, dude, I got sniffles. It. I'm done. And it's like, we, you know what I mean? Like, when I saw you come in this morning, I was like, oh, dude, he does not feel good. My, my concern, though, and my, my real concern here, and maybe this is why they tell you stay home, Bouncing idiot. back and forth. Bouncing back and forth. Right. Is that, is that uh, well, I'm sitting here, and the lady even told me, she's like, no, you're still contagious for sure. She's like, that's not even debatable. You're definitely contagious until you take at least three days worth of these antibiotics. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, okay. I'm like, all right. And she's like, well, you shouldn't go to work. Do you want me to write you a note? And I'm like, no. A note? Well, like, they can, they can, that way your, do- your, 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 your boss can't, like, debate with you. Right. I know. If it just sounds like a very, like, seventh grade thing. But if you're, if you're one of those, you know, if you're working, like, a, you know, an hourly job or something, you've got some dickhead boss that's you like, you need oh, proof. Right. right. You, you go, get, go get a doctor's note. And she's like, do you want me to write you a note? And I'm like, I don't know who I'm going to give this note to. Like, <laughs> what am I going to do with this lady? Yeah, no, so that's I like, just the thing is, is I don't want you to get sick, and then it's gonna be like, oh, dude, now the show is gonna suck for another week because you're sick, I'm sick, we're hacking all over each other. I don't want to get anyone else in the building sick, but you know. Well, the good news is, is that I'm already a little sick. Okay, hey, there, there you go. Good. So, the, so there's the good news there, and uh, as far as everybody else in the building goes, I mean, you can really just finish up your job in the studio when we're done. And walk right out the back door and not really talk to anybody if that's the way you want to do that. Or especially for three days, you could do that. You don't need to see anybody else. <coughs> As a matter of fact, most of the times, I don't think you're supposed to be seeing anybody Yeah, I don't think I'm supposed to talk to anybody in the building. else in the building. So we got some good news uh, here. As 18 people are being indicted on gun and heroin charges, Canton, Ohio. A Perfect. couple of criminals, uh, 18 of them, going to serve some time in jail there. They were arrested Monday morning. Here's what's happening. There were a large amount of drugs in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Those drugs wanted to be sold in Canton, so mm-hmm. they sent drug addicts and uh, other members of their family up there to go get the drugs to come down here and disperse them out in Canton. That is such a common thing to happen yes. is you've got addicts by the balls and you know it. There's nothing they can do. They will do anything for that fix. Therefore, you don't have to drive a hot car. You know, you can you can send an addict out there. And Seems very risky. Now, everything in the drug moving oh, trade, yeah. the drug smuggling, drug dealing trade is risky, but it seems very like, hey, you're addicted to this. Guard it between right. Chicago and here. That's six. Dude, and car, that's six hours. Go pick up a pound and right. bring it back. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it I is mean, risky, and especially with heroin, because you know, to me, I could say, "Well, hey, if you don't bring this back, I'm going to kill your mom. I'm going to kill your kids." You know, but to a heroin addict, like, dude, I don't care. You got a pound of heroin with me. You're not logical, right? You're not. You're not weighing the ramifications of your actions out. Seems very risky to put in charge of the drugs the drug addict. You know what I mean? That's a, that's literally the definition of the inmates running the asylum, right? Especially with weight. Like it's not like you're just saying like, hey, you know, bring bring, bring me you know ten dollars worth. You're talking about a significant <laughs> amount of heroin. Um, with all the stories of heroin recently, I uh, I was at Walmart this weekend and I uh, I've been looking. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, is it in the red box machine outside of Walmart now? Is that how heroin's being dispersed? With out? so many people that have been like passing out in in their cars and passing out in parking lots and yeah. passing out and like just like nodding off. I've kind of like been like, well, dude, keep your head on a swivel. Look for this. Like, if you see somebody that yeah, you think you know, you're sure. going to want to be able to call. Dude, drug driving is now like a huge thing. Well, but I'm in the parking lot and I saw this guy that was like, like head back in his car, and I kind of like walked up on it to see awesome. if it was awesome. Tell me you misdiagnosed the situation. Oh, for sure, this dude, dude, sleeping on his brake. For sure, this dude just <laughs> sitting there in the car, and I kind of like walk up on it and like look, and he like it must have been one of those situations. You know how when somebody looks at you, you can tell because yeah. he opened up his one eye and looked at me, and I'm just like, oh, sorry, oh. man, like, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Fanto playing out there, out there playing Columbo. I figured, you know, like, dude, if there's people dying in parking lots, I should be a part of of of, of saving them. I should be I should be out there looking for these people. I should be trying to help somebody. Okay, do you bring up an issue? Should you though? I mean, dude, some of those people are going to be honest to God, real dangerous. Oh, of course. And I don't know what I would do in that situation other than maybe call the cops and at least like you know, I, I, I'm not, dude. If society has taught you nothing, you film it, you put it up <laughs> on your YouTube page, you get web hits, and you offer and you offer. Absolutely no help or support to that terrible person dying in the parking lot. Jesus, dude, do I have to teach you how to be an American? Kinda. Yeah. All right, concert announcement. You ready? Yeah, I have it right now. All right, Bush is playing the Hard Rock Roxino January first, twenty seventeen. We have tickets for you. Caller fifteen right now. One eight hundred two four three seven six two five. We'll send you to see Bush. And on the other side of this break here, Fantone, yeah. going to make dudes 30%, 30% more desirable to women. Next on the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Just sent somebody to see Bush as they're playing January 1st, Hard Rock Roxino. That announcement just being made this morning. We'll have more pairs of tickets for that all week. That's a cool New Year's Day. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it actually is. I really like that band a lot. I thought uh, 16 Stone, I believe, was uh, mm-hmm. that first album. I love that album. Little Things is a song that I don't understand why that wasn't a bigger hit than it was. Love that song. They're a pretty good band. Yeah, they got some songs. That's off to the hard rock again, making things happen. They're bringing in a lot of good shows. A lot of good shows, and it's such a good venue to go to. Like, it's such a good experience. You're close. Right. You're, you're, you're not far off. Even like even like CSU's too big for some shows. You know what I mean? Like, oh, dude, it's not big enough for the queue. That's fine. But, like, dude, you get to a, a concert, and, and there's no bad seat in that hard rock. Like, even if you're all the way in the back, dude, you're it's right close. on top yeah. of, you're right on top of, like, the, the cream of the crop artists in the country. Hard Rock, making things happen. They got that buffet, too. You know I'm about that. Also sponsoring New Tour Tuesday on the program. That's tomorrow, 9 o'clock. If you're in a local band, submit your email. StansburyWRQK.com. Include a bio. Radio edited track. And we'll try and get that on for you. So the University of North Carolina, Fantone, claims that they they have figured out the one skill that a man can have that will make you 29% more desirable to women. We'll round up to 30 here. Okay. 30% more desirable to women. University of North Carolina claims. Tobacco? That comes from North Kakalaki. That more than muscles, more than money, more than fast cars, more than your ability to speak multiple languages, more than being sexy. The thing that makes you desirable to women is having the knack of being a good storyteller. Should not be shocked there. No. This makes all the sense in the world. Being compelling, being interesting, being able to draw people in by your ability to tell a story is going to make you seem interesting. And that's, I think, people really want. I, you, you've heard me say this a lot lately. As I haven't met anybody interesting in a while. Right. I've met good-looking girls. Right. I've met, you know, girls. I haven't met anybody interesting in a little while. And I think that that's what we're all after on some level. Do you want the person to be attractive? Yes. Of course. Would you like them to have career goals and not be living, you know, on somebody else's floor? Sure. But I think being interesting is is not as widely reported 
as those other things are not widely as thought of as being, but in reality, it's a, actually a huge deal to us. Um, yeah, I think this runs in the same vein as being funny, though. Yes, where a lot of same people, exact thing. Where a lot of people are going to say that's what they want, and they're going to be like, oh, no, I just want somebody that's funny and treats me nice. That's all I want in life. That's just as long as they can be that. And that's not always necessarily going to be true. There's plenty of funny people out there who are just lonely and depressed. Um, I, uh, I think storytelling, it's just being a clear communicator. It's just being able to take your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, and being able to convey them to that other person. And obviously, when it comes to long-term success of any relationship, that's going to be very important. Conversation is going to be a huge part. Yeah, and uh, obviously, this is the way I have picked up women my entire life. It's not like I'm a good-looking dude, but I do have a little bit of a sense of humor. I have the ability to tell you a story. And uh, what they're saying here in this, and this is true, is that good storytellers remember specific facts. They're very descriptive. They pull you in. And there is nothing worse than when you're sitting there talking to somebody and they're telling you a story and they don't know how to tell it. And you're like, oh, my God, I already know the end of this. And you are stumbling on your way to get there. I haven't cared in the last five minutes you've been talking to me. What are you still saying? Why are words still spilling out of your mouth? Shut up. I can't believe I'm stuck talking to this person. Yeah, there's nothing worse than that. And so the problem with these kinds of things when they release them is, is that there's no way to get better at this, I don't think. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? I, I, well, maybe I just don't know. I don't know what the exercise would be to become, it's like, well, we'll make you 30% more desirable to women. This is what this study told me. It's like, well, just by telling me what, what it is doesn't help me do that. Like, I feel like I don't suffer from this. But if you're a guy listening to this right now on the radio, it's like, great, I need to be better at storytelling. How do I do that? Um, I, 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 maybe in this article, they don't go into it enough, but you know, you bring up the point of, of, of you want, you want details to a story. You want somebody that's able to paint the picture in your mind um, and and that really is going to be something I think you can work on. It just has to be like number one, you don't want to go too long. And I honestly it's probably a lot like radio where it's like, dude, there's get there's, in and out. There's there's get in and get out. Um, Guys have actually talked themselves out of getting laid more often than they talk themselves into it. All the time. All the time. All I, the time. Dude, I'll listen to guys in bars and I'm like, dude, you should shut dude, if you would have shut up 90 seconds ago, this girl probably goes home with you. Right. And let her laugh for a right. minute and then and then either Breathe. And, 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 and either A pick the story back up if it's appropriate to at that point or be know when to let it die and know when to be like okay we're moving on to a different topic of conversation right. all right i'm gonna stop telling you about when i played high school football and we'll talk about what's going on within the bar that we're at right now that's another thing i think is really important um and and and, and storytelling is important but observation is very important as well being able to take like oh my god do you see that over right. there can, yes. I, can, I cannot believe that's happening that's that's always going to be a a a, a strong way to make a connection by shared experience in that moment I have always tried while doing this in bars with women or to, well, you know, talking to them and loosening them up. It's very important, I have found, to keep it off of you. Right, you can be a little self-deprecating in this and that, but if you're telling a story, be interesting without being about you. Mm-hmm. That's I think that that's totally important. Where I feel like a lot of times people, men and women both, are trying to sell you on themselves, and you can see it coming a mile away. Right, if you're going to be bragging about like, oh, dude, I'm going to the World Series game, dude, they're such expensive tickets. Like, don't be about that. Be about the baseball game. Right. Like, like oh, dude, the can experience. You be- can you believe the tribe made it to the World Series? I'm so excited to go. As opposed to you know, hey, I'm going there. And- 
and pff, look how rich I am. Right. She'll draw the connection to the fact that you can afford the tribe ticket. Right. She'll believe me. Women know how to pick up the trail of this, right. this dude right. can afford things. Women are trained in that. I think when they separate us in fifth grade and we get the brush your teeth every day conversation, they're actually watching videos how to you know milk dudes out of their money. Look at his shoes. They're going to tell you a lot about how much money he makes. Look at his shoes. But this is absolutely totally true. Being able to tell good stories, being able to have flow of conversation and because again you're interesting and you're clever you're showing off your social acumen which is big 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 with women i think another way to get good at this is to be practiced in it and i'm not saying yeah but how do you who's going to judge you to let you know you're getting better at hey your friends your family people like that and i would say the thing is is have at least a story or two that you can go to on a first date now is that going to take you through a relationship no No, but but get it down but to have something confident that you can go to you can have a strong five minutes with that you feel like all right i know this is funny i know this is interesting i know that i know this story well i would find the story from your life that a makes you interesting b shows off that you're probably a decent person some level without like bragging about it so find a funny story where you probably help somebody along the way in that story and that's going to help you but being a good communicator will absolutely loosen people up and and put them in a mood where they want to have sex with you and that's really what we all want at the end of the day is we just want more sex just trying to orgasm (laughs) that's it that's all you need that's all you need we'll talk to scott from winning for next year.com next on the stansbury show rock 106.9 welcome back to the stansbury show on rock 106.9 online wrqk.com check out that video of the ufo flying over the hotel in charlotte fantone says not a ufo probably weather balloons i just feel like you're trying to ruin all of our fun it's aliens, dude. It's aliens, dude. It's the only explanation. It it's is the only, the only explanation. explanation. It is. You know, you and your logic. <laughs> what, Santa's not real? Dick? <laughs> I don't know how these presents got here. It must have been Santa. Not even Halloween. Ruined Christmas while you're at it. Joining the program the way he does every Monday at 8 a.m. is Scott from winningfornextyear.com. My man, how are you this morning? Not too bad. How about you guys? Well, we're good. Uh, we're going to knock off your uh, your not too bad thing here because we're going to start with the bad. <laughs> let, let's, uh, let's start with the bad. Let's start with the Cleveland Browns. Um, yet again, another quarterback going down. Cody Cussler leaves the game with a concussion yesterday. Um, is I mean, dude, what's happening here with our offensive line? Like, what's happening? You know, truthfully, the offensive line from a run blocking standpoint wasn't bad at all. Right. Um, the 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 issue, and I think, and we've talked about it a little bit, but kid, a rookie. Um, and he holds on to the ball a little bit too long. And, uh, you know, it's evidenced by that beautiful uh, shovel pass to Gary Barnage. I mean, he, right. that, that, that pass was six, seven seconds into the play. But anytime you do that, you're opening yourself up to one, making your offensive lineman guess where you are when you're running around in the backfield like that. Fair. Two, um, you know, when one of them releases, uh, you know, to potentially, you know, block for a screen or something downfield, that, that leaves a you know, a free blitzer to just crack you. And if you don't get rid of the ball in time, you're going to get hurt. And I think, I think it was more of a learning lesson for Cody. I don't think it was anything really the offensive line did poorly yesterday. Um, Cincinnati's defense is good, but let's be honest, the Browns got to Andy Dalton, you know, just as frequently as, uh, as, as, as the Bengals did. So it wasn't, it wasn't as egregious as it has been in past weeks. Um, you know, I think, I think Cody's injury yesterday, was just because he held on to the ball too long, and unfortunately, it wasn't even the hit that hurt him. It was the way he landed and he got right. hit in the head and then got concussed. So it was a lot of unfortunate happenstance more than anything, but you know, if, any, if there's any saving grace that uh, unveiled the Kevin Hogan experience. 
Oh, yeah, dude. Hulkamania running wild yeah, all over Northeast Ohio. Dude, Hogan, brother. Um, so, you know, we'll say what we want to say about the offensive line. I feel like it was truly offensive. Um, but the wow. secondaries, dude, all sorts of issues happening back yes. there. It just doesn't look like the Browns are really clicking on any significant fashion. I've known for a while that they're bad, um, but we're sitting at seven losses, and I don't know if next week looks any better. I feel like I've waited a long time to ask this. But it's. I think it's now officially time. As we sit at looking at it halfway through the season, we're not going to have any wins. Is the seat getting any hotter on Hugh Jackson? No. I mean, you could see it yesterday. Um, how how pissed he was at the defense. Um, you know, the the offense was keeping them in games, and they were one score down when uh, Kevin Hogan ran that when ran that ball in right. from twenty four out. And then the you know the very next drive, uh, the Browns defense gives up a seventy four yard run to to Jeremy Hill. Um, you know, they, you know they, they keep them in it, they move the field, and then they give up back-to-back, I think, 26-yard runs or something along those lines. And, and you could tell that, that he's, he's not, none too pleased with the defense. That said, the, the, the front office hasn't done the defense any favors by, by getting rid of a lot of players who, despite being potentially overpaid and not a part of the future like Paul Kruger, you know, not down the line, could easily have stepped in and, and done something, uh, you know, between, between week one and now. Um, I don't know if it would lead to wins, but I think you could you could argue that the talent level would be much much higher. I mean, you could ask, ask the hardest core of Browns fans right now to name the starting four defensive backs from yesterday, and I think they'd have a hard time. No, you I mean, can't do it. That's that that's just I mean that's just the, the, the where we are right now, and I don't think that's Hugh Jackson's fault as much as it is indicative of what the front office is trying to do. We're talking to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. Not you talking about the D backs. I, I actually tweeted this out yesterday. It was totally true. I had to think for like five minutes yesterday before the game. I was like, who's starting at quarterback for us today? Like I had, like legitimately had to think about it because of the carousel that it has been. I think you're right. I think Hugh Jackson probably getting a year. I think he probably gets this year as like, well, we'll just one. We'll see how we are. But then next year, if you don't see major progress, I think his seat could be hotter than I want it to be. I'd like I like a five year plan. Fantone always says I don't know if Haslam's going to have the patience for that. He's probably right about it. But I think this year you're getting a pass. Next year you may see them try to uh, you know what I mean. His seat probably gets a little hotter midway through next year. If the hard part is the quarterback isn't the issue right now. You know, right. I mean, their their quarterback isn't isn't helping, but they're not a quarterback away from being the Patriots, so, right? You know, they're 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 much much further away, and you know now you're starting to see as, as some of these quarterbacks are at least being respectable. Um, you're seeing a lot of chatter that the Browns should probably go defense with their with their first pick, which I think would be crazy because you you still do need that quarterback in the future, but it's just indicative of how far away his team is on both sides of the ball. They're really four smart free agency moves and four smart draft moves away from even being competitive, which those are a lot of ifs in that sentence, June. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they have it in them right now. I, I really don't. It's a, they, they are a far away away. You know what? They're so far away. I want to get over it. Honestly, Moving on. <laughs> I, I want to move forward. As Tuesday. T- Tuesday, tomorrow is the biggest day. Northeast Ohio seen sports wise and quite well since we won a national championship <laughs> since like four <laughs> since months the ago. A couple months ago. Yeah. Since that. Since that a few months ago. I mean this is I mean this is gonna be major here, right? Yeah, it's gonna be insane. Uh, you know, I jokingly tweeted, you know, when when the Indians went to the World Series, those who want to be downtown for Tuesday should I leave then. And mm-hmm. that was like what, Wednesday? Yeah. Um it's it's I, I can't wait for it. Somebody who works downtown. Uh, it's really cool to see the energy. When, when a lot of that stuff happens, you know, when the, when the Cavs, you know, promo team are spray painting logos on the sidewalks and then right. and, and, and making videos and doing all that stuff, you could just feel it. And it's very, 
you know, it, it just, you could just you could just tell that everything is different. And I think it's going to be really, really cool on Tuesday because I don't know where all the people are going to go. You know, TNT has a sizable portion of pregame, you know, in between the queue and progressive right. field already kind of blocked off for their stuff. So I don't know where the Indians fans are going to go, and there's going to be a lot of them. Um, so I think it's going to, if, if, if you're a sports fan and you're not downtown on Tuesday, even if you're not going to the games, um, you know, I kind of have to question things because it's going to the energy down there for that night. I mean, the Cavs moved the start time of their events to make way for the, for the World Series. It was a classy move. You know, so, that, I mean, that, how, just think of that statement. You know, the Cavs, the right. Cavs had to change their ring ceremony start time because the Indians are in the World Series. Like, you, know, you just never thought you'd say something like that. No. So now Tuesday is going to be incredible. I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you bring up. You know whether you're going to be there or not. Because let's be real, these World Series tickets are absolutely astronomical. I think the cheapest standing room ticket I saw for Game One was eight fifty. Jeez, and that's dude. It's crazy. I mean, that truly is crazy to say that you're going to stand for three hours and pay eight hundred and fifty bucks to do it. A lot of people um, complaining about this, Scott. A lot of people are pissed off that it's oh a bunch of brokers got it and these season ticket holders are selling their tickets. What's your opinion on this huge spike in prices? Supply and demand, man. I'm all I'm all for people willing or people selling any of their belongings for whatever people are willing to pay for. What the market will um, bear. Yeah, I mean, if, if I, I now StubHub and uh, let's let's get. I mean, there I've seen you know standing room only seats in the thousands and stuff like that as well. Now that's what they're listed at. What they're going to go for, I think, might be a little bit different. But still, nobody, you're not getting in for face. I mean, people who think they could just walk up to the ticket box and buy a World Series ticket are out of their mind. I was they're, saying they're it. Parked, Parking prices are going to be high. Everything's going to be high. That's what it costs to have a, a World Series or an NBA championship or a ring ceremony or any of that kind of stuff in your city. And it's, it's just the way it is. I mean, we saw it with the Cavs seats. You know, Cavs, Cavs, lower bowl Cavs tickets were very, very expensive right. as well. Now, the demand for World, these World Series tickets are going to be a lot higher because Chicago people are going to be coming in. Um, and it's going to so cost close. them a lot less to yeah. get a ticket here than it will in Chicago. So that you know, there's there you know, you're also dealing with kind of dual fan bases here, where when you're facing Golden State, you know, there's not a lot of fans making making the right. you know, the transatlantic flight. I want to talk about the Indians a little bit uh, more here. As uh, Kipnis, uh, they say there was a little bit of a sprained ankle situation over a celebration after the ALCS. He says he's going to play. He says he's going to be fine. Are you worried about this now at all? No, um, you know his attitude after the game was was he looked fine. He tweeted that he's fine. Um, I'm not. I'm not too worried about it. I, you know, now if Tuesday comes and he can't get in the hole for uh, you know hard ground ball, then I think we we get a little concerned. But I'm I'm not too worried. I mean, this team has has a lot more issues than uh, uh, you know uh, you know the second baseman potentially twisting his ankle in celebration. Now, of course, you think of you know those kickers who who tear their ACL celebrating right. kicks and stuff like that. But the uh, the you know I, I'm not too worried. He doesn't seem too worried in his attitude. Like I said, after after winning. Uh, you know, beating Toronto the other day um, didn't didn't seem to uh, preoccupy with things. Now there's also a lot of adrenaline there, but to that point, I think I think he's going to be all systems go. All right, if Kipnis is good to go, uh, what is the story with number one Trevor Bauer and in, in, in his battle wound, uh, and number two Cookie Carrasco? What's 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 the status on both those guys? Um, I, yeah, I don't know much about Carrasco. Um, you know, I think Salazar is the one. Oh, Salazar, we need I'm to, sorry, Salazar, that could that yeah, could potentially be. Added to the roster, I know they have a day or so here to, you know, to, to kind of finalize that. But um, by all accounts, Trevor Bauer says he's going to be ready. But that said, he said he was going to be ready before his finger fell off a couple of days ago. So, <laughs> right. you know, you got to take it for what it's worth there because a lot of guys think they're a little healthier than they are. I mean, you saw it yesterday with Sean McCoy in Buffalo. You know, said he was fully healthy and then 
average like 1.1 yard per carry. So it's, you know, you, these athletes want to compete. You can't blame them for wanting to be a part of the, the World Series. Um, I do think they'll put Salazar on the roster just in case it does go six or seven games. I don't know if you'll see him day one, but it does sound like he's getting a lot closer to being ready. That's, um, that's amazing. That would be great news for us, obviously. We're talking to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. My man, tomorrow is pretty much one of the biggest sports nights we've seen in Northeast Ohio in quite a while. Are you willing to wake up uh, Wednesday morning at 8 o'clock and do this all over again with us and uh, <laughs> recap game one of the World Series? Yeah, man, I'll do it. Awesome. We'll see you. Ah, nice. Uh, Thanks, buddy. Nothing. Ah, son of a bitch. Yeah. I got to talk to those idiots in the morning. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, my audience <laughs> love hearing that. Yeah, I guess, I guess I'll do that for you. I guess. Did I make it up yeah, to no, you I'll one be. way or another? Thanks, man. I said I'll make it up it. to you one way or another. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Perfect. Talk to you soon. All right. We'll talk to uh, Scott from winningfornextyear.com again Wednesday morning, 8 a.m. I, I can't believe I'm almost in denial about the fact that that whole thing is happening tomorrow. Like, it hasn't really even hit me yet. It'll probably be tomorrow. I'll be like, oh, my God. I'm, dude, I'm about to watch history go down. Oh, huge, huge moments in Northeast Ohio sports. Um, it's something to be celebrated. We've had the loser mentality for Forever. so long. And tomorrow night, it's you're really going Shedding to see it. proof of, like, dude, that's off us yeah. now. Rings will be passed out. Indians will be in game one of the World Series. Good, good stuff. We have factory of terror tickets. We'll give you those next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have factory of terror tickets. We'll pass those out just under 10 minutes from right now. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need for those. I can't believe Halloween already getting ready to wrap up this weekend. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe, dude, fans don't remember saying this the other morning. This year, at least for he and I, has flown by. This calendar year has flown by. I mean, we're already, dude, into well into the last quarter of the year. I mean, we're at the 24th of October. What'd you say? You led to six weeks till Christmas the other Something day? Something like, like that. Like three paychecks till Christmas. You better, get, you better start getting your uh, your Christmas list together, people. Your kids aren't going to be happy with another welfare Christmas. You better start saving them stamps. Yeah. Again, last week we made this announcement. December the 2nd, we'll be at the Giant Eagle up on the strip here for Long Haul Against Hunger. We'll broadcast all day. Well, obviously, we don't have all the details yet, but we'll obviously pass out some tickets and some things like that. You guys bring some food, help out the area. It's awesome. You I guys love have done this before. Yeah, you guys have been through this a, a, a couple of times with us before. You know that you know the drill. Long haul against hunger happens December second. Giant Eagle up on the strip there. All right, uh, I have to move forward here into a uh, well, can't necessarily call it uncharted territory, but it's definitely uncomfortable territory. Okay, what are we doing? Tossing some salads. Oh. Or as some disgusting people call it, kissing the chocolate starfish. <laughs> you know what this is? This is well, ass eating. There was a video made famous just the other day about the Buffalo Bills, right? Where the guy was like on his knees and he was doing like ass shots out of some girl hind parts there. And uh, this is like the one thing that makes you uncomfortable sex-wise. Uh, yeah, there's not many lines I have where I'm like, oh, dude, I don't know about that. But uh, this is this is one of those lines. For it's sure. just well, it's it's definitely tricky to speak about on the radio. You have to oh, be careful yeah. how you navigate this. I, 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 there's a little bit of me that's like, well, dude, I don't know how to say it when not getting trouble, so I'm just gonna let Stansbury take the reins here. So Vice is one of these like news programs that I pay attention to. I yeah. really enjoy their show on HBO and uh, Vice.com is a website that I will use a lot for uh, for show prep. They tackle a ton of subjects that a lot of other places won't. Fantone actually found this, sent it to me. 
Um, and this was not scheduled for today. I'm actually making a, I'm making an executive <laughs> decision here to take us into into tossing of the salads at 8:30 in the, the morning. Audible. Call the audible. Omaha, Omaha, Omaha. I need the ass audible. Is what I need. That's Jeez. what I need. 8:30 in the morning. That's the kind of decision making I, uh, I'm using right Jeez. now. And this is all about people talking to Vice and giving their downfall stories while uh, while bringing the tossing of the salads into their sex. Now, okay. we'll start very basic here. A woman tells us a story about how she was doing this to her boyfriend, and he farted during the experience. He thought it was funny. She got really mad. They're no longer together. And we kind of know how that one works. Well, I, I don't know if you should find that to be funny. I mean, let's be real. Isn't that a pretty embarrassing situation right there? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. If, if that was me on the uh, on the end of that, I would not be happy either end of that. Either end of that, I feel like that would be a terrible place to well, be. Well, I mean, what else... What's your other reaction going to be, though? Whoops. Whoops. I'm sorry. sorry. I'm, yeah, I mean, I guess apologizing is the best you can do in that situation. Right. Or maybe not Maybe not pressuring her into doing that, which she obviously did not want to do from the beginning. No, no, just do it. You're going to have fun. It's going to be, I'm going to have fun. And then you fart in her face. I don't know. I don't know. No wonder you guys are broken up. Yeah, I was going to say, no. yeah, I, I would expect to be left right then and there right, in right. that moment. Walking out. Everybody's had some sort of humiliating sexual experience where, like, you farted during something or everyone has been down that aisle, but not necessarily while they've got their tongue down that aisle. You know Jeez. what I'm saying? Like, I, feel like, I feel like you got a little separation there. Dude. I, I mean, everything you say in the ballpark <laughs> of this stuff is just like, man. Man. We're talking about tossing salads. I feel like I've been punched in the balls. Like, yeah. that's... yeah. So a guy told Vice his story about how he was like house sitting for his boss, right? Okay. So the boss obviously has a ton of money, very nice house. Right. He's got one of these like really like you know uh, huge like uh, master baths, right? So they start having sex in the boss's shower, and uh, he talks her into anal. <laughs> and she starts to get a, a sore, is the word he uses here. Okay. And so he says he he wanted to give her some time to relax. So he had uh, you know rinsed off there. Okay. And he says he got. He's like I got on my knees and I started rimming her to get her to the point to where she would relax. And he says he doesn't know if it was the heat from the shower, maybe it was the shift in blood from having uh, the stretched out. Oh yeah, not allowed to use that yeah. word. Or the mix of the pair there, but he says a few seconds into the activity of rimming her, as he says, she starts going limp, falls directly on in the shower. Jeez. They both slipped and fell on the hard tile in the shower. Um... Uh, now, uh, listen. A lot of calamities can happen while with shower sex. Oh, for Dude, sure. Wet sex can be very difficult. For sure. Um, butt sex when you're having oh, when you're no. having anal with a woman. I can completely understand why there's going to be a point where it's like, hey, this is no longer pleasant for me. We have to take a break from doing it this style. Of course, that's going to happen. But I don't know why this guy thought like, you know, how I'm going to relax her. You know, how I'm going to ease this situation is through rimming like you couldn't have said like hey you know what why don't we go watch an es- episode of desperate housewives we'll sit down for a little, little while KY. everything's gonna be fine and no this guy had to keep pushing it he had to keep pushing it he had to keep greedy. pushing it and then this lady falls over passes out from it just pure greed just do no let me do it let me do it let me do it
Another woman here wrote in and said, hey, you know, I, I, I talked to my boyfriend into this because I had been exposed to it by a previous partner. Turns out she's like, I enjoy doing it. He mm-hmm. was a little grossed out at first. She's like, but then he took a shower and uh, then I did it and he figured out that he loved it. She's like, two years down the road now. She's like, if I don't do this in bed, he'll literally just lay on his back, r- raise his, his legs, his knees up to his chest and whine until I do it. Uh. She's like, so it's become one of these things where he thought he was going to be so grossed out by it. Turns out he likes it so much he can't really get to the point where he's enjoying their sex without having it done. That's problematic, obviously, but expanding your boundaries with people and like, hey, I'm into this. Let's see if you are too. You owe that to your partner. I'm not saying you necessarily owe that to your partner, but you should try to broaden your horizons. Um, I don't know about just laying back, legs up, like, do it. Just do it. Get on it. Do your job. <laughs> Laura says the worst thing about uh, eating that area of somebody is that sometimes on first lick, there is a bit of a chemical taste, and she Ugh. thinks it's from the soap that her boyfriend uses. Well, better that than the alternative. Yeah. I'd rather taste chemicals than the alternative. Than tanginess, yeah. Right? I mean, it's tasting what he had for Tangy. lunch. It's like sticking your tongue on a 9-volt battery. Stop it. All right, I got to be honest with you. This is one of those things... That I I can't lie, it is enjoyable. It's an enjoyable experience to receive it, right? It's it's an enjoyable, but it makes me feel guilty because I do want to be, I want to be selfish as a lover in this department. As it does feel good, but I don't necessarily want to have to return that favor, and I don't like doing that. Like I don't like much like how your boss will say, "I'll never ask you to do anything that I wouldn't be willing to do for right. you." Like I don't want to be that kind of lover. Like right. I don't want to like say, "Well, I'll," do, you know what I mean? I want this, but I'm not willing. To, I don't want to do that. But with this, it, it is. It's kind of on that list. And do where are you at on this? Is this like in your repertoire? Nah, are you doing not this? Really? The are you only, receiving it? The only time I'm ever doing it is by accident, and it's not like I'm accident. like. Well, I mean, dude, what is there? A quarter of an inch space you're between? Close. Yeah, you know you're what I close. mean? Like that's the thing is inevitably it's happened to you. Um, uh, but no, this isn't this isn't being introduced into the uh, into the Fantone family repertoire at any time. Casa de Fantone, it's not going down. Like I have that. been talked into this a couple of times. And again, I was introduced to it by a, a, a girlfriend of mine. This is years and years and years ago. I think it might have been 19. Who was like, you should let me do this. And I was like, what? And so like, I took a shower and she like, had done it. And I was like, that's amazing. It actually is. I mean, it feels great. A little bit gay? I, I, you know, is it? I mean, well, dude, I think I, I think on this show before you've said, oh, dude, uh, anything that involves a man in that is a little bit gay. I so. question it. Yeah, I question it. And again, that's I, that may be one of the reasons why I don't require it. That I that I that, that it's not something because it is like here's the thing. I've had it done. It does feel good, but it's not something I seek out a lot. Like I'm not like, dude, I got to make sure this happens. You know what I mean? Like oral sex. I'm like, yeah, dude, I got to make sure like the chick I'm with is down for that. But like, I can't, this isn't one of those things where it's like, if she says no to me, like, I, I don't care. And three weeks ago, we were talking about pegging and it was like, no, dude, I don't know. That's a little bit it's gay. A little it's gay. a little gay. Pegging is a little I gay. Think, I think if, if that's dude, your take. I think there's a very big difference between having your girlfriend put on a strap on and like take you physically versus like, this is like. I mean, it's oral sex adjacent. You're in the area. You're in the ballpark. You know what I mean? I think that's very different. You don't think it's different, huh? No, no. And listen, I don't think that necessarily pegging means you're gay or anything no, no, like no. that. At the end of the day, if it's you and a female, it's not gay. She can do whatever she wants to you. You can have done whatever you want to you. Unless I don't two, like that statement. Unless there's two, unless you have an erection, unless you're sexually attracted to another male as a man, I'm not going to put you in the gay category. 
but not not my uh could i make the uh, could i make the argument that if you're down for pegging which again is a woman putting on a strap on with you can i make the argument that you're bi curious because it's that activity because you're taking a woman out of her i don't want to use words like natural but but uh, you're taking a woman out of her i don't want to again i don't want to use words like normal but out of the perceived role that she's to have sexually? Same. If you're going to think that, in my opinion, it's the same story with a tongue or a finger or anything else that you want to that you want to do there. The pinky's a tough call, too, dude. Because here's the thing. It's like, again, you have to have the right person doing that. If they don't know the right amount of pressure, the right point during the act to insert, it gets very... You know, I'm not wild about the pinky thing. I'm not wild about that. Dude, I waited this in a weird territory. Weird territory. I don't even know how we get out of this at this point. I just hope nobody I know is listening right now. Like I said, I just don't like think I don't like the idea of introducing something into my sexual activity that I'm not willing to reciprocate. I feel that that that's, that feels unfair. You should be as giving as you are receiving in your relationships with your people. Stands where he's he's an equal opportunity rimmer. It seems like. Yeah. I want everybody to have fun. The goal of having sex with somebody is to get them to come back and do it again. And the only way that's going to happen is if she ends up having fun, too. Or he. Apparently, I'm sort of gay now, according to Phantone, because I let a girl do this to me 20 years ago. Apparently, I'm gay. Uh-uh. I told you, in my opinion, no, dude, it's not gay at all. Listen, it's not for me, but it's not gay. Your opinion, you're a little gay, dude. I mean, that's on you, not me. Good wife, rimming, <laughs> Adele, Jesus, God. Adele, pink is a spirit animal, dude, I'm telling you, let's get us out of here, dude, we're over the clock, we're over the line, dude, things are all bad right now, hey, you guys think that conversation we had on Friday sucked, why don't you come out in the office right now, why don't you come out in the office right now, idiots, sorry, boss, yeah, you would have thought I would have learned from that one, huh? Yeah, you might have, but yeah, we no, didn't. No, I didn't. Apparently getting yelled at and on Friday right before I left the building and being told I'm the absolute worst person that's ever done this. Apparently, I am not talented at all. Let's do 10 minutes of rimming, dude. Come on. You got in trouble last week. Come on. Let's do it. That's how we start Monday. Let's do it. We're in a ratings period. Ass eating's where what you need to do. All right. All right. You know what? I'm what? actually going to think better of this. Okay. And we'll give away the factory of tear tickets. Next time, little separation. Next little time, separation. A little, little separation there. So we'll give you those next on the Sansbury Show. Baby, back. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9 online at wrqk.com. Uh, there you can see a woman holding a baby and shooting a gun at her own house. This lady is pissed off. Yo, she, yeah. is, she is not happy about her living situation. She's not happy Ooh. about her landlord. And let's be real, dude. Living in Detroit, Michigan, you're not going to be a very happy person, but you can't be shooting your gun off holding your toddler. No, gun safety is an important issue, and that video is proof of that. Little kid standing right next to her. She's just waving that thing around, man. Shh, firing it. Check that out there. We have factory of chair tickets, 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need for those. Pass those out in just a few minutes. So I have a story here. I, I believe this is out of London now where a woman claims that a coffee shop shamed her after uh, a Facebook post after her two-year-old son had a massive tantrum in, inside the coffee shop. Okay. Apparently, uh, the kid wanted something from behind the counter and uh, threw a fit when the mom wouldn't buy it for him, right? We've all seen this in, uh, uh, in stores a million times you've seen this. 
So the coffee shop went online and said, we would like to make a small comment about the behavior of some small children today. We appreciate that moms come along and bring their children. We do ask that mothers respect the other clients in the coffee lounge. And when their children are screeching and screaming and having tantrums, we ask them, uh, we ask the mothers to take the children outside until they behave. And there are other clients who come for a peaceful, relaxing time over uh, coffee and tea and probably a light snack. They do not want to listen to unruly, screaming children whose parents cannot keep them under control. We send our apologies to those customers who came to Time Lounge this morning and had to put up with the screaming and screeching of the children. Now, I feel like that is a totally inbound statement, yet if you post it via your business, there are going to be people who take an issue and think that you're being snotty. Okay? Now, where the woman, I think, fails to sell a decent argument is is that they shamed her. No, they didn't. See, shaming you means that they named you or showed a photo of you or shared a video of your child screaming. That's not what happened. Right. They're just giving out the information of something that happened this morning and allowing other people to receive the information and go, you know what, I probably need to think about this and do a better job of this when this happens. So I think it's in bounds, but I understand that when you post stuff like this, there are going to be the other side of the argument is going to be, well, you don't understand. It's not, you know, kids are just uncontrollable. I find that to be honestly a little bit of a lazy argument. Now, again, I'm not raising kids. I don't know the struggle. And I know this is everybody's favorite part of the program where guys, where two guys who don't have kids tell you how to raise your children. It, uh, it's one of those situations where, of course, a four-year-old having a meltdown in a place. It's and annoying. There's nothing, well, but I mean, if there's nothing you as a parent can do, you can try to discipline your child. You can try to give them a you know disapproving look or anything like that, where the only thing you have left to do is to remove your child from that situation. It's general public place, though. I mean, it's not like there's a rule. It's not like there's like a, an age restriction. There's not-, not a rule. Right, but, but I mean, you could have you could have eighteen and over. You could have no children right. allowed in this coffee bar, and unless you have that rule in place, I don't know if it's necessarily out of bounds for well, you know, for this to happen. I, I if you're in the middle of paying for for something and your kid's screaming and you're just trying to pay and then get out, obviously you got to make room for things. The, the life happens. Kids are unruly. I, I understand that. But if you've already paid for your order and you're now sitting in there and you're just like sitting there drinking your coffee and your kid is screaming their head off, I think you get out. Like now people bitch about this on airplanes a lot. Well, it's like, what are you going to do? Open the door and throw the kid out? Right. Obviously not. But when you're talking about a public restaurant or things like that, I understand it. I understand people being annoyed by it. Like I paid to be there too. I paid to buy this too. And I'm here for my experience too. And you're now infringing on that. Yeah, but I mean, the table next to you talking too loud can infringe on that. Or but, I, but, but again, I think it's totally it's socially acceptable for people to complain about that, where if you complain about a baby, you're just considered to be the Grinch and everybody hates you. Yeah, I mean, obviously a child being being a part of this. It I don't think that's fair. Um, I, 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 I agree and I understand where you're coming from with that. But I just feel like if, if you are a coffee bar that's going to stand on that, well, then you need to make perfectly clear that, you know, children are not allowed in here. And that needs to be your thing as opposed to. Like it's like, does it apply to Walmart? If my kid has a meltdown in Walmart, what do I do there? I would, I would, or, yeah. I think in any public place, it's your, it's your responsibility. If your kid can't handle the situation, to remove your kid from that situation. If, if my baby's crying, do I have to remove my baby? Do I have to remove myself then? If my kid's being too loud, if my kid, you know, there's a million different things where if it's a thin line. I understand your point that 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 a lot of things can get folded underneath this umbrella of the kid being unruly. Right. It's a very vague right. description. I can understand that. I think in movie theaters, this is another one. Like, if you just let your kid wail in a movie theater, you're an idiot. Not, you know what? You're just, you're not being sensitive to other people around you. 
Yeah, I dude, mean, a movie's an incredibly expensive experience. We live in society, and we should kind of, you right. know, there, there's empathy involved there of like, all right, I am causing what a do, distraction. But what do I always say? In social situations, if you feel the desire to look at people around you and say, I'm sorry about this, then and you're not changing it, then you're not sorry about it. If you were sorry about it, you would change it. Don't look around and say, I'm sorry my kid's doing this. Get up and walk out. So I've been, I've been, I, 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 this is my one time a month that I go shopping. This is my one time a month where I've got my food stamps or whatever, and I'm standing there waiting in line, basket full of generic-ass groceries, and my kid is melting down. Waiting in line again, because, dude, I'm not going to, because what it's going to take more time for you to walk back and put everything back on the shelf. Waiting in line is a different thing. Obviously, yes, you're, you're waiting paid, but if you're just in a place, and your kid is just screaming, and you're sitting down, and you're not taking any per, anything to change that, or removing your child from that situation, I think that you're, honestly, you're, you're self-indulgent there, and, and you're not caring about other people around you. And again, I I like the Stansberry Show rule of thumb. If you have to look at other people and say, I'm sorry about this, stop doing whatever that is. Don't be sorry about it. Change the behavior. The only way to prove to me that you're sorry about anything is by changing your behavior. It's like it's like accepting your partner back after they cheat on you. You can tell me all the time that you're not going to cheat on me. You need to show me for sure that you're not. And again, I just don't think I, I find this to be annoying. And this happens to me at dinner a lot where I'll spend a lot of money going out to dinner and being at a nice dinner or a nice restaurant. And your four year old wailing from across the restaurant, I'm sorry, is rude. Much like if I was screaming at the top of my lungs in that restaurant about the waiter being an idiot, that is rude. And I would expect for you to say to me, you're infringing on my experience and my ability to have a decent evening. People that are cursing, people that are cussing in yes, public situations. Absolutely. Anything where, anything where you you feel like, hey, you're overstepping the boundary. It's my place to come tell you that. I okay. Again, I would mention something to somebody who works at the venue, who works at the restaurant. Hey, I don't really, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to handle this situation. I don't work here, but this table's really kind of getting offensive. They're using a lot of offensive language, and I feel like that's totally in bounds. I would, I would urge you not to necessarily take every situation into your own hands. Because you have no idea who that person is on the other side. And that's the responsibility of the people hosting you. And that's essentially what a restaurant is. That's what a coffee shop is. They're hosting you. They're essentially inviting you into their living room. So I expect them to be able to take it uh, on themselves. And I don't think there's anything wrong with telling parents who can't control their their kids at the moment, you know what? You maybe need to step outside for about 10 minutes. And then if you can get the situation under control, come back in. Much, I would say the same thing about a man and a woman fighting. Like if you're fighting with your wife in public, take that outside. Don't make that other people's problem. It's they're paying for that dinner too. You guys, I just like I said, if you feel like you need to apologize to people around you, stop doing that thing. That's going to go further than your apology will. We have Factory of Terror tickets. Call her 10 1 800 243 7625. We'll send you to the Factory of Terror and be back to start the final hour of the program next on Rock 1069. On Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 1069. If you missed the announcement this morning, 7.30, we uh, told you that Bush is going to be playing the Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park there, on January 1st. Just a few months away, we're passing out tickets this morning. We'll have another pair for you tomorrow. It's going to be a good show, man. Fantone's always saying about what a venue that is because you're super up close to the band you like, and you're right about that. And Bush is a band. I mean, dude, they have like 15 hits that you're going to want to hear. I'll go to that show for sure. I'll go to that. Yeah, no better way to spend your New Year's right there. Pulling on the slots, watching Bush, going to that buffet. Make them say, Ugh. Yeah, I like it. That's a good plan, though. So everybody's all pissed about the Indians' ticket prices, right? Yeah. Everybody's mad. Oh, my God, it's going to cost me $1,000 to go to a baseball game. 
And you and I earlier uh, in the morning were kind of talking about like, well, I mean, it's the World Series. What do you expect? I mean, it's going to, you know what I mean? It's a, there's going to be a, uh, you know, an increase of price. We want to live in a capitalist society, and this is what happens. It's uh, supply and demand. I totally get it. Yeah, I don't know why so many people feel that way about like, well, you know, the market will dictate what it dictates until it comes to pro sports tickets. Well, until it comes to you having to spend your money. You, you, you like the idea of, well, the market dictates when talking about how much money you make. You know what I mean? But when it comes time to you for you to spend your money on something, then you want to bitch about it. Now, it's not just the tickets. That's the problem. It's for people who are trying to either A, come back home to see these games who live somewhere else other than Northeast Ohio, right. or Chicago Cubs fans coming in as the two-star, two-star hotel that is the Days Inn in Cleveland, five miles from downtown. Oof. My guess is that's the one right off of near 117th there. Where I used to live. And believe me, it's two stars. Up in Stansburyville right there. I used to live in, I lived in that hotel for a short period of time. Jeez. I lived in that hotel. Very short period of time, but I did live there. Ain't nothing wrong with that, living in a hotel. No. Oh, wait, there's a ton wrong with that. Welcome to the radio business, kid. You're going to be a star. Welcome to radio. They're going to love you. Yeah, live in this hotel for a little bit. <laughs> you're going to okay, love it. I guess. Who cares if you're in your 30s? Normally, that hotel fantown, 90 bucks a night, $89 a night. Hey, that sounds like a lot to me. I'm not going to lie. I mean, 90 bucks a night, that's for a, for a two-star, like, days in or, or a holiday in or whatever the hell it is. Should be is. 65 bucks, right? 65 at the most, right. dude. 39.99 sounds right to the tall guy. Tuesday night, you want to stay there? Two-star hotel? 800 bucks. What? 775 days in. Five miles away from downtown. Good. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Why is this good? Yeah. Uh, dude, this is just pumping more dollars into Cleveland's economy, man. I mean, you're, you're taking people who would have never came here. Those Chicago fans were never going to come here. And now they're going to be willing to pay somebody $800 for their standing room only ticket, which they probably bought for 80 bucks. So there, great. You're putting money into, uh, you're putting money into a, 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 a Northeast Ohio person's m- wallet. Got to eat here. Got to eat here. Going to have to go out to eat. Going to have to spend money. Got to park here. Got to park here so good or charge maybe him, uber charge them 50 bucks well then then great then then your uber, uber drivers making money you know the uber rates are going to be triple oh, what dude, they normally are I, well yeah if tripled minimum tripled minimum probably probably quadrupled probably more than that and i get it don't you get it i mean i kind of get it yeah we you have to take advantage of the situation in front of you here, here's what i'll tell people and people get so mad when i use this analogy but it's true this is what life is like in a city like, if you live in New York or San Francisco or Chicago, if you live in a big city, this is what life is like all the time. This is what it's like all the time. You're just getting a glimpse at what successful cities look like, and you hate it. And you hate it. I mean, that would have been one stay at that hotel, 800 bucks On a normal night for that hotel, that would have been 10 different rooms. That would right. have been 10. And, 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 like, think about that. You're making 10 times the amount of money that you were... Two weeks ago, I don't understand how that's not celebrated, dude. I mean, that honestly, this World Series run will 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 put that hotel over for the next year. It'll make it right. right. You'll like, make it. That hotel, the people that work at that hotel are going to have jobs for the next year because of this. Much like here in Canton, there's a, a million hotels, and you like scratch your head and you go, how the, how could this be? Why are there so many hotel rooms here? Well, it's the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's Hall of Fame weekend, and that weekend keeps a lot of those places afloat through some of the thin months. When maybe not all the rooms are rented. 
Now, because of what's happening Tuesday, I guarantee you hotel rooms are up here. I guarantee you more rooms are sold out here than are normally because of what's happening here this week. I guarantee that. Another story surrounding the Indians is apparently they didn't reach out to the lone survivor of the 1948 uh, World Series team, Eddie Robinson. He's upset, has not been contacted. Now, I, I don't know if they've contacted him since this was written about two days ago. What, he says I, nobody's even, he says that's the funny thing about it. I haven't heard a damn word from the Cleveland Indians. Not a word, he says. He says he's disappointed. It seems like they would want to talk to any member of the 48 team, and I would agree. You would normally do normally, this stuff would be pushed to the front to try to get the pull on the heartstring sentiment, make sure people are watching it. Another storyline here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree that, and certainly, like, I would think Fox 8 will do something with him and, like, oh, the old-timer Ernie Johnson, or what was his name? Not Ernie Johnson. That's Eddie big, Robinson. Eddie Robinson. Oh, the old-timer Eddie Robinson, and, and, and sure, Fox 8 does a story, but, like, is this guy, what's this guy expect? I mean, what does he, what does he think the Indians are going to call him and be like, hey, we're going to have you out on the field, or you're going to yeah, throw the first pitch? I mean, or, do, I you, mean don't, you don't think he would be, uh, like, highlighted on some, like, uh, ceremonial-type thing? I, I just would have thought he would have been. I'm not saying, that, you know, how dare they not do it? I'm just saying I would have just assumed, it, yes. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, maybe a, you know, one of those videos they play before the um, before the game or something like that. But I don't I don't know. The Indians aren't obligated to do this. They don't have to do No, they it. don't have to. I just, I'm just surprised they didn't, is all. I'm a little surprised. You know, people wanted him to throw out the first pitch, but it's like, guys, he was going to throw it three feet. He's in his 90s. You know what I mean? Like right. it, it, it might not go. It might not be the right optics for that. But I would have thought of something ceremonial for him. So last night, I know the Indians had a, um, what do I want to say, a simulated game. They had a, uh, a an in-depth practice last night. Okay. All the Indians workers got to go and they got to bring a guest. Uh, one of uh, one of the workers at the Indians, really good friends with my sister-in-law, and uh, my nephew got to go to that game last night. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. That had to be cool. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, as a huge Indians fan, as a kid, it's like, you know, obviously my brother's not buying World Series tickets for him. So the fact that he got to go see this, yeah, he got cool. to go be a part of it, it was really cool. For those of you that don't know, Fantone's brother normally buys season tickets every <laughs> single year for the Indians. Has done so for like 15 years or whatever. Didn't buy them this year because they were going to go to Disney instead. That's like that's what they spent the money on, and they make the World Series. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Kind of sucked for that one. Hurts. All right. I didn't want to do this all day. Yeah. I didn't want to do it, but I don't want to be accused of of avoiding it and not letting you have your moment in the sun. Okay. Okay. All right. Here it I, goes. You're going to need to have your moment in the sun. You big. <laughs> Awful human being. But the Buckeyes lost on Saturday. Yeah. The Buckeyes lost. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, Fantone is the ultimate Buckeye hater. Not even like he doesn't like him. He hates the Buckeyes. Oh, and there's no logic to it. There's no like, dude, look at their Here's track why. record over the past. You know, they're the best team of all time. You can show that to me until you're blue in the face. I hate, I loathe, I despise the Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, Saturday night, I know it was a uh, it was a big game in the Big Ten. Big Ten action where Ohio Shh. State takes on Penn State. Shouldn't have been a big game in the Big Ten at all. No, this shouldn't have been a big game at shouldn't all. Shouldn't have been at all. And listen, I'm not going to be like, you know what, dude? I rep yellow and blue. I'm a, I'm a Wolverines fan, but dude, the uh, the Wolverines really handed Penn State their ass earlier in the season. The Buckeyes couldn't even pull off the victory. Here's the thing: I said when Michigan hired Harbaugh, I said, get ready, they're going to be good. Har- Jim Harbaugh is a top five coach, NFL and college. He's top five. 
That guy is a dude. He's weird, and he's got some strange like ways of sitting outside of kids' windows and the thing like that. He's weird, but when it comes to getting his teams ready to play, Harbaugh's good at what he does, man. He's good. And I've said time and time again that I think Michigan and Ohio State both being good at the same time is good for college football, good for the Big Ten, good for your chance to hit a national championship game. But if you're not worried about playing Michigan now, you're crazy. Oh, there's no denying the the concept of Ohio State, Michigan, um, Wisconsin, Michigan State, all those if you're a Big Ten team, the better that division is, the better it is is for everyone. The rise of tide lifts all boats in that situation. Um, uh, but I'm not going to lie. I, uh, I, I'm i never going to be the guy who's like, yeah, dude, hey, your team sucks. <laughs> There's a little bit of me Sunday morning. I was like, yeah, dude, your team sucks. All right, I don't think you can say they suck. No, nah, it's not fair. I hate them. You're allowed to hate them. I despise them. I think that's rude, and I think it's wrong, and I think you're an idiot, but you're. I guess you're allowed. But... I thought, honestly, that Ohio State was going to beat Michigan handily this year, and it was going to be next year where it's like we really saw Michigan make that turn and get really good, and I was going to have to be worried about the game next year. I'm worried about it this year now. Yeah. I am. I, I, I can't. I don't think you can look at that score, look at that game, and go, there's no reason for cause of concern here with Michigan. Yes, there is. Ranked number two in the country right now, yeah. Michigan Wolverines. Yeah. Obviously, Ohio, Ohio State, State falls. Is that six, right? I, like I, that? I, I, don't, sure. I don't have that right in front of me. Sure. I apologize. But I don't. that I don't know about. O-H. Oh, no. Oh, crap. They're getting their ass kicked. Nah, we're going to be fine. Uh, obviously, there's still going to be a poss- possibility for them to make it into the, uh, what do I want to say? The oh, the four-game playoff? playoff? For sure. There's still a possibility for that. Got to win out, though. And I don't know if you can feel that confident about it, considering Michigan kicked Penn State's ass. It's going to be a tough. Dude, Michigan's going to be a tough game. People don't understand that. Like, Harbaugh v. Urban Meyer, dude, that's legendary stuff there. That's big stuff there. Harbaugh's an amazing coach. Look at what he did with Colin Kaepernick. He's the reason why you know Colin Kaepernick's name is Jim Harbaugh. He's the guy that made Kaepernick a star. Notice, since he left, Kaepernick can't play. Coaching matters, dude. It's a big part of this. Especially in college sports. More, yes. than, more, more than pro sports. More, yes, Coach, I would agree. Coaching's huge. I mean, look, Urban Meyer came here and turned that program around in a year. We put, what, 15 guys in the draft last year, and we're still solid. He gets the most out of what he has. That's coaching. Harbaugh's very similar. Gets the most out of what he has, and his recruiting's gotten better. That rivalry's going to get heated up again. And you know what? Thank God, because we football fans in Northeast Ohio, we need it. Because that Pittsburgh-Browns rivalry, over. No heat. That Browns-Ravens rivalry, over. That Browns rivalry with Cincinnati, over. We're not good enough. We're not further to be a rivalry. God, we don't even have a rival. The Browns are so bad. Wow. Our rival is playing. <laughs> Our rival is football. <laughs> They're terrible, dude. Did you watch any of the Browns on Sunday? I watched a little bit of it, but then I was like, what am I what, doing? Why am I wasting my time? What, what am, am I, I doing? doing? Right, exactly. I'm not gonna see I'm not gonna see anything that I don't already know what's going to happen. And then once I did turn it on a little bit and I saw that like Hail Mary came down with I will say this about the game yesterday. At some point, the NFL's got to get this. There was too much orange on the field yesterday. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was like hard to keep track of like who was who. Like, Why are the Browns not wearing the brown pants when we face off against them? I, it was very confusing on the TV there. Just too much orange. The Browns versus orange. That's our new rivalry. Dude. All right. I am going to be a huge, 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 huge hypocrite. Okay. I, and I, I, I hate doing it, but you people are being really annoying about a TV show, and I'm going to be a huge hypocrite next on The Stansbury Show. 6 9 
Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. This show will not end before giving you a pair of tickets to see Gallagher at the Canton Palace Theater November the 5th there. I, uh, I value the Palace Theater. Of course. I like that place. Of course. You would be a treasure of the area, so I don't necessarily want to make this a, uh, a fault of theirs. But during this show's run here at Rock 106.9, Gallagher had done a phone interview with us. And it went so poorly, we never ran it. I mean, yeah. he just, I don't know, he may have been just on one that day, maybe just a bad mood that day or whatnot, but he, I don't know, man, like he, it was so bad, we never ran it, because we was like, this is so awkward, we didn't even know how to like, f- we didn't even know how to fix it. Wasn't there Gallagher 2? Maybe Gallagher 2 actually took over that interview, and the actual Gallagher was like, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I don't think, I, maybe it's not his fault, maybe it wasn't you his. You think so? You know, I think it might have been Gallagher 2. Oh. Oh, I never thought about it. So we'll give you tickets to see him November 5th, Canton Palace Theater. Canton Palace Theater, where, where big things happen, including uh, my Dancing with the Stars performance, man. How's that going? Ah, it's going, dude. It's going. I'm not a very good dancer. I'm just not. I'm dude, doing, you're tall, man. Your boy's just not a very good dancer. You're tall. I, I, here's the thing. You would look great dancing on a packed like wedding dance room floor like that. But yeah, ballroom dancing, I think you're a little, although a lot of football players do this, the Dancing of the Stars, they're tall. I'm hip-hopping. There is no ballroom dancing oh. for me. No, this is this is hip-hop dancing oh. for the tall guy. Oh, I was, I, I, okay, I, whoa, oh, I didn't okay. know that. No, it's a whole thing. It's a Jason Derulo song. Um, I actually am uh, uh, finalizing the details right now. I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be doing a celebrity guest bartending to raise funds for this next When's week. When's that happening? Next week, I'm finalizing details and making you don't know sure where today. I have a good idea, but I want to make sure that before I start telling people. Absolutely, yes. So, uh, I, I, I will that. keep everybody informed. If you want to buy tickets, Camp Hell's Theater, their website has them, um, and you can also uh, you can also vote for me right now if you go over to their website. Is so. that, right? that is correct, sir. That is correct. I want to. Uh, I will. I definitely want to come by the uh, celebrity bartending thing. Yeah, I'll let you know. Let me know that. I'll let you know. Interesting. All right, I'm going to be a huge hypocrite here. Okay. 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 And and, and I and I want you before you start tweeting at me or calling in at one eight hundred two four three seven six two five to yell at me. I want you to understand that I've come out and said that I'm a hypocrite on this, okay? And uh, I'm just going to choose to do this anyway. But I woke up this morning, and apparently somebody died on a TV show last night, and the world has come to an end. Yeah. The Walking Dead people are just out of control with this. Now, admittingly, I don't watch this show anymore. I watched the first two seasons of The Walking Dead. And then I gave up on it because to me, it just seemed to be a bunch of people walking around in a field waiting for one of them to die. Now, I know I just oversimplified that, right? And much like I know what people are going to say, you're a hypocrite. You talk online all the time about Game of Thrones. Right. I said I was a hypocrite. And you're right. I do. I'm so annoying about this with the Game of Thrones, the way you're annoying about this with The Walking Dead. The thing about The Walking Dead that that is such a head scratcher for me is you people get so shocked when they kill somebody (gasps) off. Gosh, that's like the whole, the whole thing of the show is that they're going to kill somebody up much Game of Thrones same way but we celebrate it like we're like oh my god but like you like mourn the loss of these people and I don't get it that's the whole point of the show is to start killing them off right or maybe I'm misunderstanding the program well to I me mean, it just seemed like a bunch of people walking around some field house 
let's uh, let's be real here. It's a uh, it's a television show that's probably six seasons deep, if not more, at this point. So yeah, I don't know where they are. You're gonna have to stay interesting. You're gonna have to stay like keeping people on their toes. I can't say I'm necessarily surprised that whoever it was. Last it was night, a guy that w- has been there since the first season of the show. Like it is one of those. Well, I mean, I, and I guess that makes him all the more prime for killing. You know what I mean? That makes it all the more. Otherwise, you're not gonna care about it. They gotta grip you. But like I woke up this morning, it's much like most people, the first thing I do in while I'm still in bed is I reach for the phone, look at Twitter, look at Facebook, look at Instagram, look at these things as I'm getting out of bed trying to prepare for the program. And and so I'm like, all right, what is everybody all hot and bothered over the last 12 hours? And dude, and I, I didn't even know the show was back last night. But people were all up in arms about that. Now, I know people were upset that this character got killed off. Um, but I also saw a lot of people saying stuff like, oh, my God, I couldn't take it. Was it because it was like an in particularly gory episode last night or was it because like in Game of Thrones, there was that there was that episode where everyone got killed at that wedding or whatever. Yeah, the red wedding. And people were like, oh, my God, just it was so graphic. It was so gory. Well, that was I mean, do they stabbed a pregnant woman in the stomach to kill her baby? That was pretty graphic. So I don't know. Maybe something happened last night with The Walking Dead. You're right. I don't know. Maybe it was that gruesome and maybe that's why there's a big deal about it. Yeah, I saw people say. And like, I don't know if I can watch this again. Oh, I don't really? Know, I don't know if I can do this again. See, that makes me want to see it. Well, I definitely, uh, this morning when I woke up and saw everything on social media, there was a part of me like, dude, <laughs> I got to watch this. I don't think I'm necessarily going to because I, like you, I'm not a game or a uh, Walking Dead fan. All right, I'm, I'm going to make Walking Dead fans really mad right here. You ready? Do it. I feel like the Walking Dead's a show I don't have to watch every week. I feel like I could like I again I haven't seen it since season two. I bet if I watch if I watch last night's episode, I could pick up right where I am. Let me guess. There's about eleven people alive. Okay. Everybody else is a zombie. Yeah. And you can't make noise because the zombies will chase you, bite you, and then you're a zombie. Right? Let me guess. That's last night's episode. That's next week's episode. That's the episode after that one. Dude, Walking Dead people are furious. You don't get it, man. No, you're right. You stupid dragon show. Hey, take it easy. We're bagging on the Walking Dead people right now. Okay, all right. You know what? And let's leave pro wrestling out of it too. And we'll, we, me and you, we'll stay on our high horses. <laughs> Audience saying, but it was Glenn. Okay. Whoops! If you had that DVR, sorry. <laughs> you know what? Oops. I'm bad about that. Like, if it's not something I watch, I don't care about spoilers at all. I got to catch up on my DVR from last night. Actually, I got Westworld from HBO on that, which I do. I, I touched on this a little bit last week, and, and, and I want to bring it up again because I feel like it's a good point. If you haven't seen this show yet, it's all about like going into like the wild, wild west. It's like a vacation you take, and they, they transport you into this thing, and you're kind of allowed to do whatever you want. And so far in every episode, all the guys that go on this vacation want to do is smack women around and then rape them. And it's starting to get to the point to where it's depressing to watch because it's like, is this what you would think I would do on vacation? Or if, if nobody was watching? Because it's not. Like, that's not what I would do at all. That would not be like, oh, you know what? My life is really hard. You know what? Here's 25 grand so I can spend the week raping chicks. No. It's it's very weird. It's very strange. And then Shameless on Showtime. Like, I'm, I'm, I've watched, I, I'm still TiVo in that. And that's just become like a disorganized mess. All right, Amy saying, yes, last night it was a main character that got killed off on The Walking Dead. Whatever. It was really gruesome. Okay. And she claims that no, zombies are not what the show is about. What's it about? Surviving zombies? Well, the characters who have to deal with zombies, Stansbury, you're an idiot. Is, 
Is that what it is? I don't know. Has this show gotten away from being a zombie show? I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe is, it is. Is it vampires now? Is it dragons? Is I it aliens know. now? Aliens? Who knows? I don't know. You don't do. Nobody needs dragon. Dude, the dragon show's coming back. Okay, the dragon show. I told you, I'm a hypocrite. Your show's so stupid. Let me tell you about the dragon show. <laughs> Dude, I'm tell telling you. About you. My dragon Season show. premiere, Game of Thrones, I'm going to be all over social networking with it. I told you, I'm a hypocrite. But that's, I mean, it kind of gives you a view of who we all are, right? Because you find this stuff to be annoying when people are talking about the stuff that they like, but yet we can't wait to do it when it's ours. Everybody feels that way, where it's like, oh, shut up. But then when your show comes on, dude, I got to write about this. So maybe we should all stop live tweeting TV shows. Maybe we should all just be like, you know what? Let me watch this. I like this, and maybe my opinion on it isn't something I need to necessarily shove down other people's throats. I would argue that, with, especially with shows like The Walking Dead and The Game of Thrones and those kind of shows that are very in-depth, that if you're spending your time live tweeting them, that your eyes are off the TV and you're probably missing important plot points, right? I hate when I'm like watching like a sporting event or anything like that where I'm trying to like, all right, how do I really want to word this tweet? How do I want to make this sound funnier? How do I want to make this more, you Within know, the character limit. Right, and I'm sitting there and I'm focusing and then it's like, dude, you just missed three plays. What are you doing? And at that point, it's like, dude, I can't even tweet this because I'm three plays late to her already. All right, Christina writes in Stansberry. I know, I'm a The Walking Dead fan. We're in the seventh season. It was brutal and sadistic. The most brutal episode. Not sure I can even watch the episode ever again. I don't care if you're a fan or not. We're allowed to have differences of opinions. That's what makes this country great. I'm still a fan of you. Okay. USA. 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 Come on, man. Stansbury. I don't care if you're voting for that bitch. We both hate the walking dead together. It's what makes America great. Jeez. All right. Okay. Just a little hypocritical there. I, I, you know, as you know, I said, I just don't understand the walking dead. I just don't get it. We do have Gallagher tickets. We'll pass those out next on the Stansbury. 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 1069. Online at WRQK.com. We have Gallagher tickets. He's playing the Canton Palace Theater next month on the 5th, I believe, uh, November the 5th there. And uh, we'll pass those out just a few short minutes away. I, I have to give the Walking Dead fans a little bit of credit here. Okay. As I was taking issue with the, you know, a lot of people posting about the show, and I said, look, I'm a hypocrite. I want to be able to do this about the Game of Thrones. I just don't totally understand the Walking Dead. And it's like, I get it. People are walking around in a field, and they're zombies. I, you know, fine, whatever. And every single no, person that has responded to this, I have to give you a little credit. You've kept your anger in control. It isn't like, you're an idiot because you don't like The Walking Dead. So they've kept their anger in control. And every single one of them has said the same thing. Whereas that, yes, it's a little bit about zombies, but it's more about how humans will interact with one another post-apocalypse there. And now that there's multiple pockets of living life, it's like people are very, you know, hesitant of one another because of the fear of are you a human still or you might you be transitioning into a zombie? Like, there's a lot of that there and how humans deal with one another. And the human condition is something that can pull me into a TV show and maybe I need to go back and revisit The Walking Dead. I think if you, if you, if you take a step back far enough on any show, you can start to make that argument where it's like, well, the Big Bang Theory, it's not really about nerds. It's about, you know, the human condition when three people have to live in the same house together and pro wrestling, it's really not about the matches. If you argue it that way, it's you about, can argue it anything yeah, that way. It's about the competitive nature between human beings and that, you know, will Dolph Ziggler be able to beat the Miz? And it's just like, dude, hey, listen, it's just about zombies, right? I mean, it's a dragon show. It's a zombie show. It, dude, I, I, don't, I don't think we have to look in too much deeper to They're that. saying that uh, people are mad at the death because he was repeatedly hit on the head with a bat and we saw everything. Sweet. Right. Awesome. Me and my girlfriend started watching American Horror Story Hotel, the one with Lady Gaga in it, dude. And this guy gets sledgehammered on the dome. Just 
sledgehammered on the dome. Really? And I'm like, awesome. This is what I'm watching this for. Is that good? Is that, by the way, is it good? It's pretty good. Um, is that the one that's currently on now or last season? Last season. It's the one with okay. Lady Gaga. And I dig Lady Gaga. she did more than one season, right? I don't know. This I, is, I'm, I believe she did more than one this season. This is the one where she's she's in the hotel. So, okay. so far, I think we're three episodes in and it's been pretty good so far. We'll see how it goes. But. That's been that show for me, American right. Horror Stories. That like, yeah, a couple episodes are great. And then right. midway through the season, I'm like, what the hell is even happening here? The thing I do like about American Horror Story, there's there's a good side and a bad side to it. Uh, the good side is that every season, it's different. So if you didn't like last season, if you didn't like Yeah, they press refresh. Yeah. Right, if you didn't like, you know, the 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 covens or whatever it was, it's the like, coven, all right, yeah. we have a new one to kind of check out. The bad thing about American Horror Story, and it's already kind of started to grind my gears on this season, is I, will, I stand firm to this since the first episode I've ever seen. I feel like what they do is they're like, hey, guys. Let's find out. Let's name 10 scary things. And somebody's like, all right, aliens, Nazis, clowns, clowns, right? Because they uh, did the kids, circus one, kids, right? Kids getting kids getting kidnapped and molested, uh, you know, ghosts. And you just start yelling all these scary things at people. And they're like, all right, here's 10 scary things. Let's write a story now where it's not it's like, like improving. It. Right. It's not it's not like it's not like here's our story that we want to tell. How do we involve scariness into it? It's just like, hey, here's a bunch of scary stuff. Here's how we're gonna now write the story. Now write the story. I always feel that way with that. Is that it's okay. just like, eh, I can see that. Be scared. I've always said about American Horror Story that I feel like th- that the commercials for it are creepier than the show ever ends up being. Yeah. And yeah. so like it's like uh, so the commercials for it, I'm like, oh my god, I want to see that. That looks so good. And then you watch it, I'm like, oh, this is actually average yeah. at best. Meh. And I say this Meh. all the time that if American Horror Story was on NBC, you would trash it. But because it's on FX, it's perceived to be so much better and that makes you like it a little bit more. I think HBO gets a kiss for their shows that way. Showtime, a lot of, you know, the cable networks will get like people want to like those shows more. Well, very much so because you have to pay for it. And when you have to pay for you're it, you're justifying like, it. Oh, no, dude, it's totally worth that right. cable bill. It's 100% worth That's, spending $100 every month. Absolutely what that is. And I never piece that together, but you're you're absolutely right, Phantom. That's absolutely what that is because I'll make because that's what I do with like Westworld and like the, those shows on like HBO I'm like no 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 it's gonna get good I swear it will this is worth the money I pay has uh, has Canton's favorite son Bruno Gunn been involved in Westworld yet haven't seen last night okay. but to the best of my knowledge he has not been up until last night I'm okay. gonna watch that this afternoon when I get home and uh, we'll, we will find that out we have Gallagher tickets that show next month on the 5th at the Canton Palace Theater we'll put you in the venue right now call our 10 at 1-800-243-7625 and aside from that, we are done for the day. We will be back at it live tomorrow morning on Championship Day. Ring ceremony for the Cavs tomorrow night. World Series starts tomorrow night. Going to be a huge day on the program tomorrow. We'll see you then. See you.